Nancy Pelosi is ordering masks to be worn on the House floor or technically in the Congress building where she has the authority, I guess. There was some uh, uh, a funny stunt pulled off by some Republicans where they're like, well, she has no jurisdiction on the Senate side. So they like stood in the middle of the building. But yeah, she's saying if you don't wear a mask, you'll be arrested. She has ordered the Capitol Police to arrest staff and visitors for not wearing masks. I guess the instructions when it comes to House members is to notify somebody, oh, no, they're breaking the rules. Well, the Republicans pushed back and a large group went and refused to wear masks. But of course, Washington, D.C. has now brought back their mask mandates. Nevada's brought back their mask mandates. And uh, it seems like lockdowns, I I, I think we're, we're, we're going to see lockdowns. Mitch McConnell was alluding to that, saying if we don't get everybody vaccinated, it's going to be a lot like it was last year. And some people are arguing he meant with the deaths and other people are saying he mean, he means the lockdowns. And I think he's meaning the lockdowns. But here we go. I mean, you look at the, right now, one of the biggest challenges is that there is endless contradictory information coming out from news organizations, from medical experts. And the whole thing is just static at this point. It's all noise. Now, I can't tell you why that is. And I can't tell you what what what, what the latest numbers are, because you know, we were talking here before the show and we're like giving conflicting information because the news reports coming out, you could have someone from the CDC say, you know, X equals two yesterday. And then today some writer sees that writes up the news story and it goes live at 11 PM right at the same time. There's a press conference, press conference from another doctor saying X equals three. And now you have two conflicting stories from mainstream news outlets and no one has any idea what's going on. Some people have said the noise is on purpose so that no one can know what's really happening and then everything just falls apart. So I got to say, Stakeums, you nailed it. There is a massive distrust in this country and society is is collapsing. But uh, I'd go a little bit further than you, Stakeums. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, Stakeums, the, the steak brand, for some reason, put out this big thread about the American existential crisis we're facing with polarization. And uh, I think we've hit that mark. I think Joe Biden's approval rating between Democrats and Republicans just shows that no one cares what's true. They right now just, well, I shouldn't say that. They both care about what's true, but both claim that they're right and the other side is wrong. Personally, I think one side is more right than the other. It's why independent voters tend to disapprove of Joe Biden, because when you actually look at what's going on. But regardless, a lot of people just won't believe anything. So here we go. There's going to be a, uh, I don't know, Stakeums. If, if, if you are right about what's happening, then we're going to get to a point where the, this problem can never be solved, though I, I think we're, we're probably past that point. So we'll be talking about that stuff. We are being joined by Carol Markowitz, columnist for the New York Post. How's it going? Do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Hi, I'm Carol Markowitz. I'm a columnist at the New York Post. Uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I also write a bunch of other places uh, often. So check it out. My cool. Twitter page. All right. We got Ian. Well, hello, everyone. He's back. He's Thanks. back. I'm back. Yes. I've arrived. <laughs> Let's roll. Yeah. And I'm here in the corner as well, pushing buttons. Excited to hear what Carol has to say. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member in order to get, to get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast, we'll have a bonus segment up later tonight where we'll get a little bit mm, spicier because YouTube would ban us depending on, you know, what we talk about in here. They got a bunch of rules and we can speak more freely at TimCast.com, but also you get an ad-free experience. We're writing tons of journalism with a bunch of new journalists. And if you want to support that work, be a member. Don't forget, you can like this video, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends if you think we do a good job and want to support our work. Let's read this first story and talk about what's going on here on the Capitol with Nancy Pelosi. The story from TimCast.com. House arrests. Capitol police instructed to arrest staff and visitors not wearing face masks. A new memo circulated on Capitol Hill this week 
after the CDC revised its guidelines for vaccinated Americans, instructing police to arrest visitors and staff who refuse to wear face masks in certain areas. Quote, although this applies to the members of Congress, officers should not arrest any member for failure to wear a mask or to comply with the mask mandate, the guidance states. Any member who fails to comply with a request to wear a mask should be reported to the House Sergeant at Arms Office. Quote, this is such an overstep of Speaker Pelosi's authority to basically make our Capitol Police arrest staff members and report on members of Congress. Rep. Kat Kamek told Fox News Thursday, it's absolutely unconscionable that this is where we're at. I cannot comply with tyrannical order, Kamek added. This is the people's house, not Nancy Pelosi's house. The Speaker of the House does not control the U.S. Capitol Police. Pelosi spokesperson Drew Hamill told Fox News, we were unaware of the memo until it was reported to the press. Quote, if you're a Capitol Police officer, you got orders. If a vaccinated staffer comes, ac- comes across in the House side without a mask, you're ordered to arrest them, but not on the Senate side. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said, this is not the America we know. So we're seeing that uh, Steve, Steve Scalise said it was Pelosi directing police to arrest vaccinated people. And I, you know, they're saying she doesn't control the police. They didn't. That's a non-denial denial. Yeah. Saying, oh, but she doesn't control the police. Yes, but you can go to them and say, I've ordered all masks to be worn. And they said, okay, all right, we'll go arrest them. So there's a big difference between her controlling them and instructing what the rules are. I can't imagine that it's not Pelosi, because if it was the Capitol Police making this decision, then the Senate side would be equally as affected, which it's not. I'm just glad Democrats have found found some policing to approve of. I, I would think that, you know, they can send in some social workers here to get the masking on. But yeah. um, I don't know why we need to get the police and the sergeant at arms in, involved. Um, Actually, I mean, that would be a brilliant stunt to be hilarious, right? Yeah. Like Matt Gates is walking through the house chamber or whatever. <laughs> and then a social worker comes out and like takes a knee and says like, Matt, is something wrong? But they don't know how to, they don't know how to do funny things like that. Mm. I'll tell you what, th- this story really freaked me out. Because it, it's it's dangerously close to, you know, it's dangerously close to an old story of a man being caned in Congress. You know the story? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, back during the Civil War, no. there was a caning. There, one rep was like beating what? the other with a cane. Whoa. Now, I don't think Nancy Pelosi is going to come out and beat anybody. And I'm not suggesting anyone's going to be violent. What I'm saying is we're getting dangerously close to the point where someone would apply force against another member of Congress. Now, I, I understand it said, don't arrest a member of Congress. What about the staffers? Yeah. So that means you're going to – here's what you end up seeing. You're going to have Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates or Lauren, Lauren Boebert not wearing masks saying we refuse and their staffers are going to be forced to wait under threat of arrest. Mm-hmm. I imagine many of them are going to say no. And so we're getting dangerously close to that point where members of Congress, well, particularly this would be the Democrats, trying to exert force over their political opposition, that's – that's not going to go anywhere good. Yeah, and for what? Like for not wearing a piece of cloth over their faces after almost all of them have been vaccinated? Like what are we doing here? Well, I, I think that's also like they they did this big splashy thing with the arrests and it's about something really stupid. Well, I I think the issue is no one has any idea what's going on anymore. Yeah. This is uh, a, a lot of people are pointing out that part of demoralization. You guys have seen the Yuri Besmanov mm-hmm. thing, I'm sure. We get mm. we get suggested <laughs> it like 50 times a day. Yes. Um, one of the things that happens is there's mass media that gives out so much contradictory information. No one has any idea what's going on anymore. Yeah. And this is where we've been for a long time. So there's a really great, great example. I tweeted out the media hates you and thinks you're stupid because. Almost every single major outlet said Black Lives Matter does not spread. You know, protests were not spreading COVID, but right. then right wing protests were. 
And now you have many on the left who are just like, protests don't spread it, but then just believe that the right wing ones do. And there's just every, and it's, it's elevated beyond that right now. So one of the things we were bringing up earlier is CDC guidance. We were talking about pregnant mm-hmm. women. And I was like, the guidance says that you can get it if you're pregnant. And then you mentioned, I guess, what Yeah, happened. that in April, they released guidance on a Friday saying that pregnant women should get the vaccine. And then they walked it back on the Monday and said pregnant women could get the vaccine. Like, But that's a big change, right? So yeah. all the women that got it Saturday and Sunday who were pregnant are like, what? Like, what did I just do? Um, shouldn't, could, or a, a very, giant very difference. Yeah. yeah, now they say that they recommend it. But that women who may be pregnant, want to be pregnant, or are pregnant need to talk to their doctors. Because mm-hmm. obviously there's very specific and different things that could affect a person, and everyone's got different health. And I think that applies to everybody, to be honest. The problem is, is it's what I was stating earlier when it comes to these masks, when it comes to uh, um, the, the lockdown policies, all the stuff. If you have the CDC, like Fauci, flip-flopping like he was, yeah. what happens when a journalist writes a story and it's based on the information from Friday and not Monday? Right. I mean, yeah, the story from Friday stays up. It's not like they take it down, right? It's, um, but yeah, the thing, the things making no sense is, I think, directly responsible for, uh, people not getting vaccinated. I, I have an acquaintance, um, a mom of three, she has teenage kids. Um, I, you know, I think she'd be kind of a typical person who would go get vaccinated. And she's like, no, because in spring 2020, when everything stopped making sense, I stopped trusting everything that they were saying. And so I don't want to get vaccinated and I don't want my kids to get vaccinated and I'm not doing that. When, when Kamala Harris and I think even Joe Biden, I'm not sure, yeah. but I know Kamala yeah. and a bunch of other people mm-hmm. came out and Cuomo. they were, yeah, and they were, they were disparaging the idea of these vaccines. And I, I you know, as much as the, the, these, these Twitterati lunatics don't want to accept it, a lot of people saw them say that and said, makes sense to me. Sure. And then see a complete 180 and they're probably going, right. uh, what? Right. But it was like as if Trump was like in the backyard of the White House, like mixing up, like, <laughs> you know, okay. the vaccines by himself. Like, oh, no, we, we're going to need to see like evidence. Like, no shit. Like, you're going to need to see yeah. evidence, you know. This is such an example of why you sh- I, in my opinion, you shouldn't politicize medical, you mm-hmm. know, emergencies. And, and especially why that you shouldn't centralize a response to a medical emergency, like putting all power in one guy's hands mm. doesn't yeah. make sense. But, but mm. no one did it on purpose. The Fauci like, thing? Yeah, the Fauci like thing was keys. like, it was, it was, I, don't, well, I shouldn't say that no one did it on purpose. It was that the media wanted their anti-Trump narrative or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Fauci's the guy. We'll, 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 we'll champion this guy. And then inadvertently, the TV doctor became the, uh, uh, the, the end all be all, I suppose. Yeah. And now, and now I, you know, the, the crazy thing is, the CDC has changed its its opinions numerous times. Now, what, what they say is, well, Fauci said, well, it's science. Right. Well, science. Cha- okay, okay, here's the problem. It's, it's, you mentioned this. Mm-hmm. The story from Friday stays up. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. So one day I'm, I'm reading Facebook, this is hypothetical, and I scroll across a story, and it's from like a day or two ago. And they say, Dr. Fauci says, you got to wear two masks because of the droplets. <laughs> and then, so I read it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then some other person reads the story from the next day. Fauci says, no, no, there's no reason to wear two masks. Th- this actually happened. Mm-hmm. Fauci was on a show, and I think it was like MSNBC or, or maybe CNN, and they asked, like, isn't it common sense to wear two masks? And he's like, yeah, I guess, you know. Yeah. Then ever, the media runs with it. But the next day, a, a more conservative person sees the story saying, no, no, Fauci says, don't wear it. 
They then see someone in the wild wearing two masks and they say, like, why are you wearing two masks? Well, Fauci said we should. Right. No, he didn't. He said we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? I just read the news yesterday. He said we should. Dude, the story came out this morning. He said, no, <laughs> you're crazy. I read it in the New York Times. Yeah. But he's also a uniquely bad communicator. He's so terrible at this role. And so is the CDC head, uh, Rochelle Walensky. They're mm. both horrible at conveying a message and sticking to that message. They change their mind all the time. I've written about it again and again where they say one thing one day and another thing another day. And sometimes it is because it's politicized. Sometimes it's because they sat down with the teachers union and had to rewrite the whole messaging on schools. But sometimes it's just they don't know what they're talking about. Um, I saw Fauci that right after um, the CDC released guidance that vaccinated people don't have to wear masks and also unvaccinated people didn't have to wear masks outside. Um Savannah Guthrie was like, but what about my kid? My kid has has to wear a mask outside. And Fauci was like, yeah, your kid has to wear a mask outside. <laughs> but there was nothing in the CDC guidance that said that. He literally like read it to her. And I was like, but he's saying you don't have to wear it. And they both disagreed that the kid had to wear it. And that was it. You know, I noticed about Fauci last year is that he just repeats what the media says. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't I think he doesn't actually. Right. No. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guidance, it's 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 this cyclical effect that eventually spirals out of control and just 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 bursts. He'd say something like. You know, he had that story where like that famous interview where he says, you don't need to be walking around with a mask because right. you might stop a <laughs> droplet or two. And then he changes his tune later. Yeah. But his tune changes like a day after the news reports something. So the news is like a study says X, Y, and Z, and then all of a sudden he'd come out and say it. Right. But that's also that? the media. Sorry. The media never asks him what changed. He's always mm-hmm. like the science changed. But OK, what was it? What, what was the study? What was the study that changed your mind? Where like if COVID was too small to be contained by the mask when you said that, did COVID grow? Did the masks improve? Actually, the masks got worse. We started wearing T-shirts over our faces. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, if we had a competent media, we would get normal answers. But what we have now is just not that. Did you see the Twitter Video finally came out the mashup of Fauci. You don't need a mask. Oh yeah, yeah, two masks. (laughs) Your children do not need to wear masks. You definitely got to put a mask on your child. Like crazy. It's like a minute long of just contradiction, contradiction, contradiction. He's the guy. Right. This is this is who we're relying on. (laughs) Yeah, Joe Rogan said to listen to Fauci, and I was like, Joe, no. Like listen to him, but you don't have to believe and do everything he says. No, no, no. I think Aristotle said it's a a brilliant man. A sign of a brilliant man is someone that can entertain a thought without believing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Talk to your doctor. Definitely. (laughs) Not Fauci. Your doctor. Talk to many doctors. (laughs) That's the issue. Fauci has said so many contradictory things. You need – I know a lot of people, they email me, and they're like, Tim, doctors don't know more than most people or whatever. And I'm like, dude, then get a better doctor. (laughs) Like – Find yeah. the smart one. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm not the smartest person in the world. I I was uh, you know like uh, uh, there's one one of the ingredients in the vaccine. Pro, pro uh, was it pro, 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 propylene glycol? No 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 no. It's um, no, no. uh, pro uh, proethylene proethylene glycol. I think it's called. I'm like I don't I know what glycol is a little bit. I've I've read a bit about it. I'm gonna go ask a doctor about these things mm-hmm. because I didn't go to school and. You know, there, 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 are, there are certain medications that have certain adverse effects. You should look them up and you should talk to somebody. And if you got a dumb doctor, look, you can get a dumb plumber. I've hired bad carpenters. And I'm like, how are these people actually carpenters? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like that, that, that's the main issue that everyone, that we're all dealing with is, is I think we're, I was thinking about this earlier. It's, uh, it's obviously information overload mm-hmm. because that, that's, that, that thing we talked about with the CDC changing its and updating its guidelines. Is everything, literally everything. Yeah. So there is a Ryan Long, you know, Ryan Long, the comedian. Mm-hmm. He did a really great bit about this where he was like, 
you know, you can you can find an article for literally anything yeah. claiming something is racist. And he shows like articles that will claim something is or isn't racist at the same time, like back and forth. <laughs> because there's an article for literally everything. So what happens yeah. when someone says something like, I know that X equals one and they Google it and they find 5,000 articles saying X equals one. And they're like, look at all this. Then the other guy across the table says it's X equals two and then pulls up 5,000 mm-hmm. articles. <laughs> so we're just being driven insane. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. I don't I, know how we, we escaped. I just like looked that. up whale hunting racists. <laughs> oh, is and it yeah, racist? there are. Obviously, it's racist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So we got a bunch of Republicans. This is this is interesting to me. Here's a story from The Hill. Ooh. House GOP stages mask mandate protest. Nearly 40 maskless House Republican lawmakers walked across the Capitol and onto the Senate floor to protest of the Capitol physician's decision to reinstate a mask mandate in the lower chamber, but not in the upper chamber. How does that make sense? <laughs> Republicans complained the policy backed by Pelosi and other Democrats is inconsistent, infringes on personal liberty, and is based on politics, not science. However, the body of the 100-member Senate is less than a quarter of the size of the 435-member House, and all but a handful of senators are vaccinated, while dozens of House Republicans have refused to say whether they got the vaccine. Okay. I, I heard Bill de Blasio. He said, either you get the vaccine or you get a negative COVID test. Okay. But people who are vaccinated can still transmit right. COVID. Mm-hmm. So what's the purpose for having non-vaccinated people get tested? Yeah. It certainly could not be to prevent sick people from coming to work. Because the interesting thing about this is that if you are not vaccinated, you're likely to have a more severe reaction, they say. You're more likely to be hospitalized. Okay. Stands to reason you are more likely to actually show symptoms. Mm-hmm. In which case, you know you're sick, you'll stay home. The vaccinated people are less likely to be symptomatic or to go to hospitals or, or to die. It's a good reason to get the vaccine, to be honest. But again, talk to your doctor. And anyway, the point is, why then are they not requiring tests for the vaccinated? Mm-hmm. We can tell better if unvaccinated people are sick, not vaccinated people. So this this policy of having people get vaccinated and then claiming that's the reason why, you know, some people don't have to wear masks makes literally no sense. You can still transmit with or without. That's actually the argument for why they want the masks, in which case the Senate should have to wear masks, too. And negative tests are meaningless. Nothing makes sense. None of it makes sense. No. But also the whole thing with testing, like what if you caught COVID on the way over to work? Like it wouldn't even show up in the test yet, right? You'd you'd get a negative test. You'd be all, I don't have COVID. You'd walk around. You'd breathe on everybody. And then, you know. What would be the point of it? Are they test? Does a test test for antibody response? No, I think that's a blood test. Yeah, that's so, the yeah. specific yeah. antibody test. Yeah. I think the general PCR tests are like the swab, right? Uh, yeah. And then they put it in, and then the PCR thing multiplies the ge- genetic material, and that makes it easier for them to spot specific things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. There, there's been no logical reason. I, I mean, look, I've had a lot of conversations with people about all of this stuff, and I'm like, dude, I want to believe. That we're mm-hmm. all going to come together and we're going to change the world and save everything. And, you know, uh, uh, we all we all pitch in 15 days slow spread and all this stuff. You just got to tell me what to do and why we're doing it. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. And they're like, you got to wear a mask. I was like, okay, why? And they're like, uh, I mean, <laughs> slow the spread. And I was like, sure. <laughs> How? But I heard them say we don't have to wear masks anymore. Like mm-hmm. vaccinated. Well, now vaccinated people need to wear masks. And like you said, what changed? Mm-hmm. All right. What? And I, I had one guy say to me, dude. It's op- the, the science says that we have to do, you know, everybody who can't get vaccinated should. And I was like, okay, what science? <laughs> and then he's just like, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and have someone for political reasons tell me to take medication. I just, 
I need I, I, I'm, I'm begging you. I, I am begging the media and the Democrats to just answer the questions. And I know there's probably a lot of good answers out there. And this is what brings me to the ultimate problem. I'm sure right now there's a Democrat out there, a lefty who hates me and thinks my show is bad, mm-hmm. saying like the answer's all right here. <laughs> you don't even got to think about it. The CDC just says it. And I'm like, bro, the CDC said something yesterday and changed it tomorrow. It'll change mm-hmm. it tomorrow. Fauci, they, they, they just revised their, their, their mask guidelines proving they were actually wrong about masks in the first place. Yeah. I'm confused, man. Yeah. And the mask didn't slow the spread. How about that? Like, how about we never talk about the fact that the places that masked really heavily still had the highest concentration of deaths and tons of cases. And it turns out the COVID is a seasonal virus and there's very little we can do about it. And we have to just move on. What if we just moved on? There's a vaccine. There's several. There's a new one coming out soon. Oh, wow. People have a choice to get it. And if they do, they're safe. So what's the issue? No, like serious question. I'm not trying yeah, to be a no, dick. I'm just like genuinely yeah. asking. No one's well, the issue that. is the vaccines were rushed out. You know, they're still they're still experimental. That's a big part of the issue. Well, I I I think they're they're approved for emergency use. I suppose uh, my understanding is I read a lot of stories. They've been they've been through clinical trials. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it was it was fast. It was Operation Warp Speed. That's mm-hmm. true, but I think you know there's there's two reasons we're seeing a lot of the VAERS adverse reactions. One is that we just did like 360 or whatever, 336 million mm-hmm. doses. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a much higher, not everybody gets the flu shot. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have a huge pool of individuals. You're going to see those percentages. And, they, and, and they've never said that wasn't the case. They've always said there's, there's adverse reactions. But I think the other issue is that when, uh, so Stakeums, we mentioned Stakeums, mm-hmm. right? Stakeums posted uh, about the vaccine and trusting the experts and like how we have to learn our limitations and talk to our doctors. And I was like, Sakums, love you, bro. <laughs> but when I said, talk to your doctor, I got attacked for it. Mm-hmm. I had people calling me an anti-vaxxer and saying, it's a waste of time. The doctor will say, get it. You're, you're making people scared. And I'm like, I think one of the reasons we have so many VAERS reports is because there are people who don't go to their doctors yeah. and just show up to one of these like outside of 7-Eleven mm-hmm. and sit down and, hey, give me the vaccine. And if they went to their doctor, the doctor could have said like, oh, I noticed your history as an ex. Like, maybe you should consider waiting just a little bit. Maybe they still would have recommended it, and mm-hmm. there are some people that probably wouldn't have been recommended it. And then we can reduce the adverse reaction and re- reduce the hesitancy for people who might be scared because they're seeing a bunch of the stuff in the news. Yeah. On the flip side of that, I think if the doctors had the vaccines at this point, I think more people would get them from their doctor, not from outside of Seven Eleven. I think right. for a lot right. of people, it's like, I don't want to go to Yankee Stadium and get a shot. I want to get it from my doctor. And until my doctor has it, I don't feel like this is a real thing. That, that's a really good point. Uh, there was a, a story on Hannity. Uh, so Hannity comes out and he's like, everybody, I take the vaccine science mm-hmm. very seriously. You know, you should, you should consider it or whatever. There were a lot of Trump supporters who are posting things saying like, you know, F Hannity, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Trump? Trump supported this. Like Trump mm-hmm. was in favor. But th- that's a really good point. The guy, uh, uh, this guy calls uh, Hannity to talk about what happened with his doctor and Media Matters ends up writing about it negatively. And then a bunch of people on the left start saying, you know, oh, Hannity's reversal was short-lived. There was no reversal. Mm-hmm. The Republicans have always supported the vaccine. Right. DeSantis has always been going around and doing this. But here's, here's what happened in that story. The guy said, I'm a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. The CDC actually says on their website, talk to your doctor before getting these vaccines if you're a cancer survivor. Mm. And so he went to his doctor and he said he was immuno. You know, the doctor says, look, you're immunocompromised. I would recommend getting this vaccine because you want to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're immunocompromised. And the man said, I then asked my doctor if he would prescribe it for that reason and administer it. And his doctor said, no. Why? What? I don't know. Hmm. And I was like, 
Well, online they say you don't need a prescription for it. But you mm. know what? I've gotten prescriptions for ibuprofen. Mm. Like I've gone to the doctor and yeah. they're like, I'm prescribing ibuprofen. Go pick it up. And so this guy said, until my doctor will prescribe it to me as something right. I need because I'm a cancer survivor, and until he will administer it, I don't want to take the risk because I'm worried about the, the underlying health conditions I have. And I'm like, he's scared. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's, who's, who's legitimately worried about his health. And people are, are yelling at him. He's yeah. an anti-vaxxer. They're insulting right. him. I'm like, dude, that's got to be a scary position to be in. Yeah. The CDC says, warning for cancer survivors. Talk to your doctor. Your doctor says, I'm not going to prescribe it or administer it. Mm-hmm. Not even administer it? Doc, can't you? No. Right. I'd, I'd be like, dude, I'm worried. Because I don't know who this guy is. You're telling me to go to someone else to get it, but you won't do it? Mm-hmm. That, that, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be scared too. And every politician who wants restaurants or bars to ask people their vaccine status, when that guy comes to the door and he's like, well, I don't have, I didn't get the vaccine because I'm a cancer, he has to explain it to a bouncer who has to then make the call whether or not he's telling the truth and whether or not to let him in. Like we want that to be happening all over the country where people have to explain their medical history to like the guy at the door. No, your no. medical history is private. There was a, I saw a Facebook post. Uh, this guy, he's like a, a, a studio recorder, musician, whatever. And he was like, this should be obvious to everybody, but I, but I will not work with anybody who is not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And all the comments were people cheering, mm-hmm. saying, I won't service businesses that don't have vaccine passports anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's the mandatory vaccine thing is really taking yeah. off. And I responded just with, I was like, what if, you know, even, even people who have medical conditions that are like, Mm-hmm. advised against or have risk factors where they, they're they concerned about getting it. And he was like, well, I mean, obviously not, obviously right. <laughs> not in that circumstance. But he says, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be a good idea to put him in a recording booth for eight hours. And I'm like, all right, you know, maybe that's a good idea. I mean, honestly, someone's having an underlying health condition that, you know, can cause them the mm-hmm. health effects to take that stuff seriously. But what was worrying to me about that post was the zealotry. Yeah. So they talk about vaccine hesitancy. And I think regular people are, are hesitant for medic- uh, or medications for a lot of reasons. You see the opioid crisis. What, they, what were they saying in the 90s? It wasn't that addictive or something. Mm-hmm. So people are, are worried and they want to get a trusted health professional to be like, here's my recommendation for yeah. you. And so now you have the opposite of that. You have vaccine zealotry where people are just like, shut up and get it. Don't talk to your doctor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's crazy. No, talk to your doctor. Yeah. But people are actually saying that. So when I tweeted, stop listening to celebrities, call your medical professional. I got a bunch of people on the left quote tweeting me saying, you're scaring people for no reason. And actually, people say, so what? They're going to say, go get it. And I'm like, then what's the problem? Right. Why are you mad that I'm telling people to seek proper Mm -hmm. medical advice? That creeps me out. I think you're right on. Okay. If, if for instance, they were like 1% of the people in this age range have an adverse reaction, that doesn't mean that you have a, if you're in that age range, have a 1% chance. Mm -hmm. It means that of all those people, 1% of them had an adverse reaction, but those people might have had a specific issue. That isn't, it's not random. It's not, it's not yeah. randomly affecting, like, there's specific reasons why people have reactions. So you have to go to a doctor mm-hmm. and, and examine yourself before you start injecting yourself. I mean, it's, you don't have to, but you, you know? really, really should. I don't like, I don't like take, taking, uh, I think acetaminophen, is that it? Yeah. Like this, it's yeah, regular, I hear it's really mm-hmm. bad for you. Regular painkiller? Yeah. I have bad reactions to it. Hmm. And it's like, it like it's break like, your, it's like over the counter. Blood brain barrier. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be a profen, yeah. totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I get a headache or whatever, I take ibuprofen, I feel great. 
Um, acetaminophen, no. I, 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 I took it one time. I got really – it gave me a really bad adverse reaction, like headache, migraine, oh. and I'm like, I, I don't want to take this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine if everybody said, it's over the counter. It's safe. Everyone, you right. just take it. I'd be like, dude. Mm-hmm. Talk to your doctor. They used to sell cocaine over the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the days, right? <laughs> Didn't they say asbestos was safe or something? They sure I think did. heroin, wasn't it? They still sell, sell heroin? They, they still <laughs> sell yeah. cigarettes. They still alcohol. Well, did, did they really – they used to have those ads where it was like, 9 out of 10 dollars Doctors right. that, like, smooth mountain cigarettes <laughs> yeah. are right for yeah, you. Some, show somebody just smoking. posted like a ad from the Olympics, like the chosen cigarettes of Olympians. Oh my gosh! <laughs> really? Yeah, things were crazy back in the day, man. I was mm-hmm. watching old. <laughs> I was watching like old sports and like old Olympics videos, and like the skill level was so dramatically lower. And yeah. they, they really didn't care about their clothing and like the food they ate. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Bayer used to sell heroin to children. Oh my gosh. Have you ever seen what? that? Look at a Bayer heroin image. That's amazing. It's the <laughs> image of the old bottle. Hmm, interesting. Over the counter, like, baby. Now they just call it, you know, oh, they call it like oxycodone or mm-hmm. Percocet exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Basically the same or, thing. <laughs> I don't know what's the difference. It's this new stuff that's freaking me out that uh, that George Floyd had in his system. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Good oh, Lord. China. I mean, yep. not that they're, are, they're not prescribing that stuff, are they? Is that medical? I think grade? so. Yeah, they that's are. Little, are they oh, prescribing wow. it? I believe they are. Sometimes they prescribe fentanyl. It's, mm-hmm. it's, really? I believe that it's relatively was, rare, but it's a pain controller. And pe- yes, 100% people mm-hmm. do get it. I was watching Stargate. Oh, you? Oh. And... In one of the episodes, this is from you know 2000 or whatever. She's like, I need 100 micrograms of fentanyl or whatever, and I'm like, That's a lot. Oh, I guess doctors have that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll kill you. I want to pull up the story though because we're talking about Republicans. We got this reporting from Michael Tracy over at his uh, M Tracy Substack. He says media promotes fake vaccine hesitancy narrative to justify coercion and scolding. This is an excellent bit of reporting because Michael Tracy basically went through this, the, the the Republicans, what their statements have been on vaccines. And he is outright definitively proving the media is lying. Yeah. When, when, but it's, it's, it, you know, it's insane to me. How is it there are so many like left personalities and Democrats who genuinely believe conservatives opposed to vaccines? Right. I'm, I'm really confused. He's got Donald Trump. He says this one produces an overload of cognitive dissonance, both among hardcore Trump supporters and detractors. The simple fact is that Trump presided over and spearheaded Operation Warp Speed, mm-hmm. the federal government's initiative to publicly fund the production and, manuf- and manufacture of a vaccine on an expedited timescale far beyond anything ever before attempted in history. Whether or not Trump should receive credit for doing this is an ancillary pundit-style consideration. It's just the factual reality. Of course, throughout 2020, Trump was pilloried by self-appointed fact-checkers, the most exalted guardians of the facts, for his assurances that a vaccine would be available on an expedited schedule. But then that's exactly what happened. Put another way, if there's any single individual who's most directly responsible for the historically unprecedented mass provision of vaccines, perhaps other than the scientists who actually created them, that individual would have to be Donald Trump. (laughs) This isn't something that's often acknowledged by most of the hardcore online factions of Trump supporters who tend to lean vaccine-skeptical nor is it acknowledged by Trump's opponents who shudder at the mere thought of assigning him credit for anything. But it's also just true. I think, didn't Biden say the vaccine was created under the Republican administration and he praised McConnell for promoting the vaccine? Mm. Maybe, great. you know what's really funny? Democrats are sitting there and like, why won't people get the vaccines? And they're like, maybe we should just like let them know that Donald Trump's the one who did it and give credit to the Republicans. Like, no. Really? And then Biden's like, oh, actually, I mean, the credit goes to them. Here's what he says. He goes on, Trump himself seems cognizant of this, that every opportunity he trumpets Operation Warp Speed as one of his administration's signature accomplishments, and understandably so. Yeah. So uh, Tracy no- notes that uh, 
Trump urges all Americans to get COVID vaccine. It's a safe vaccine and it works. The former president and first lady Melania Trump received their vaccines privately in January at the White House. Mike Pence, pro-vaccine mm-hmm. the whole time. Ron DeSantis, he said, here's another odd one. When the vaccines first became available, DeSantis immediately declared, quote, we are working to get as much vaccine for our citizens as possible mm-hmm. and implemented a distribution plan that prioritized elderly Florida residents, which resulted in a b- bizarre round of media pushback. As yep. though prioritizing the elderly for vaccine distribution was some sinister plot. Yes, right. amazing. DeSantis also personally received the vaccine and publicized this fact. When his age group first became eligible, like all other Republican governors, he's been in charge of administering and promoting his state's vaccination program from the outset. And one of the reasons they lifted the lockdowns was they're like, we're good. Yeah. Vaccines, roll them out. I was living in Florida when the vaccines were rolled out. I got my vaccine in Florida. DeSantis was all over the place touting vaccines. And the idea that he was against vaccines is like comical. It's like he both like got the vaccines too too quickly to his people and he also didn't want them to take it. Like how could it be both? It's this is the weirdest thing. So we then I'll just I'll just show you the other name. Mm-hmm. The other names we've got Greg Abbott, always in favor, Christy Nome, uh, Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Kevin McCarthy, Tom Cotton, Josh Hawley. They have all been 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 been, been pushing this. Hey, Yet Ivy. somehow the narrative is all of a sudden Republicans are coming around. Right. This is insane. You even had the, what was it? It was Kate Ivey, mm-hmm. where she was like, the spread is the fault of the unvaccinated. I'm like, literally mm-hmm. everybody like in politics is pro-vaccine. Yeah. That, the, the media, for some reason, created this narrative. Why? I mean, I think because they want to blame somebody and they can't blame their own factions who aren't taking the vaccine. I mean, black and Hispanic Americans are among the lowest percentages of vaccinated Americans. And so... They can't criticize them, and so they find the Trump, you know, the Trump lovers and blame it on them. What's fascinating to me is that you now have the two most popular conservative uh, or right-wing candidates, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the CPAC poll, Trump dominates. They took Trump out. Ron DeSantis dominates. Mm-hmm. Trump is begging for the credit on the vaccine. He's like sending out these emails. I get him and he's like, I did all this and like our administration (laughs) Uh and the Democrats won't admit it. And Ron DeSantis himself led the charge and the media is trying to claim conservatives are anti-vax. You know what the issue is? There was one study I saw. Well, briefly, a lot of people noted this or were sharing the study. It found that vaccine hesitant individuals that they called anti-vaxxers were more knowledgeable Mm -hmm. about the data, the science and what was currently going on. I think the simple answer is that when people do the research when they take a look at their medical histories and then go talk to their doctors, they tend to make private and personal medical decisions for the betterment of their lives. And it's not the result often that the Democrats want to see happen. I mean, they could also solve the does Donald Trump want people to take the vaccine by having any number of reporters who still speak to him on a semi-regular basis ask him, do you want people to take the vaccine? I think that would just, you know, get to the bottom of it pretty quickly. But they don't want to hear the answer to that because they know he's going to say yes. They know he's going to say, yeah, of course, I want you to take the Trump vaccine, the greatest vaccine that's ever been produced in the history of vaccines. (laughs) I did the vaccine with my in the backyard. (laughs) Yeah. Trump is, uh, I don't know if, uh, for those that are listening, if you saw the Freedom Tunes uh, clip we just put out, where it's uh, uh, Fauci and Trump are in Mountain Dew in, in the Wuhan wet market, and Fauci's <laughs> like, cast it into the fire. But then Trump is basically at a hearing saying, I am the greatest president who has ever lived. <laughs> Even Fauci agrees. And Fauci's like, no, I don't. But that, that's, that's you know, the reason that joke works is because Donald Trump, if they gave him a, a, a press conference, if, if they wanted, give the man a press conference. Yeah. 
Bring him out to the front of the Rose Garden. Right, One right. more time. Like, come yeah. on in, Trump. Here's the microphone. What do you got to say? He's like, yeah. it was me. It was all me. I did all the work. Yeah. Everybody should be supporting this. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's, what, is he saying everyone should get the vaccine? Yeah. I, well, I'm, well, I mean, I just that's, read his quote. That's dangerous rhetoric. No, I agree. people need to ch- talk, talk to their doctors. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and also that's, for him to say that it's the most effective vaccine or incre- is, is unknown yet. But it's, it's still, Trumpy. It's you know, Trump, like Trump yeah. would just be like, this is the best vaccine ever because I was <laughs> so involved is he, in making it. Is he it. responsible for, for this becoming politicized in the first place? The way he talks Trump? about it, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call him responsible. I'd say the media is responsible. Like he should have come Trump. out and been like, "I have a, I have accrued a huge group of doctors to look at this, and they're all going to take over. I have a giant mm-hmm. panel of sixty doctors from around the world that are going to control this from here on out." There are a lot of things Trump could have done mm-hmm. that he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's like, "I'm going to do it. It's my put my name on that thing." It's like <laughs> hey, Obamacare, hey, hey, man. No, you no, ruined no, no. healthcare by politicizing. Who, who was it? it? Who came out and said they should call it the Trump vaccine? Was that Geraldo? Or I don't know if it was Geraldo. No, Someone. Somebody, it was a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, call it the Trump vaccine. But but I'm like, why? Then Democrats wouldn't take it. Right. <laughs> We'd well, have the same problem. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. So the Fox News story on March 16th, Trump urges all Americans to get COVID vaccine. God, it's so a crazy. safe vaccine and it works. Yeah, how, there's no no evidence for that. Here's, We're still here's, finding out as we go. Here's the issue I, I have. And like, I am always criticizing the media. Like that is That is the main issue. When you have 336 million doses or whatever, because we're doing a massive rollout across the country, then you're going to end up with a disproportionate amount of news stories about adverse reactions. Mm -hmm. I take those stories seriously, and I want to make sure that I I will never give someone advice. And then the last thing I want is for someone to show up with a crutch being like, you said do this. (laughs) That's why I'm like, you got to make these decisions for yourself. And that's why it's dangerous to just like make these demands. But I do think one of the reasons we have so many reports in the VARA system, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, mm-hmm. is simply the number of vaccines that have been administered. I, I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's in the media. It's talked about a whole lot. So people are more cognizant of what's going on. And everybody's going to get it. Plus, like I said before, some people aren't talking to their doctors. So they're, they, that may be a good portion of the a- a- adverse events. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, it's a personal decision you got to make for yourself. And, you know, outside of uh, all that, I do think there's a problem with there was a Wall Street Journal op-ed I can't uh, I can't tell you about. We can talk about it in the bonus segment, but YouTube's mm-hmm. got specific rules uh, that was questioning the FDA and their decisions. And so I'll just put it that way, that there are mainstream news articles saying we aren't doing right by people based on, you know, how to how to respond to this pandemic, which mm-hmm. is we'll have to save it because we'll get banned if I get into it. No joke. It's a Wall Street Journal article. But uh, yeah, YouTube's rules are so bonkers that simply citing it is a ban worthy offense that's mm-hmm. that's that's the, that's the state of this country and i think that's a really good reason as as to why information overload everything's mixed up and broken and we can't figure out what's going on yeah hard to trust really hard to trust Impossible. right now mm-hmm. i keep saying that this is the worst pr campaign they ever ran like how are you supposed to convince people to take any kind of universal medicine if you keep going back and forth at every level every single person rochelle walensky yeah. dr fauci these are the people that we look up to rochelle walensky said earlier i think it was today she was talking about the kids who have died of covid she literally said things that are factually provable with the cdc's data mm-hmm. untrue completely untrue and you know like, what she said she was talking about how it's like more dangerous than the flu for mm-hmm. kids and people pull yeah, up just the data from the cdc yeah. and we're like this is clearly not true well i'm know. i i don't know i don't know about all of that uh i do know that when crowder said cite the cdc data he got he got banned from youtube for it well, well or he, he got a suspension right. on YouTube mm-hmm. for bringing it up so i don't know uh, i'll just say uh 
you know, whatever whatever Walensky says, whatever Fauci says, it's true. It's, a it's fact. all true. It's all <laughs> true. Yeah. Even right. if they say something different tomorrow. Yeah. That's just science. That's the new that's science. Just science. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that was a really good point brought up in um, – where was this point brought up? I, I'm forgetting that – oh, yeah, it was – it was uh, uh, who was it? Peter Ducey or Steve? Mm-hmm. Which one's which one's the younger one? Peter. Peter. Yeah, Peter. Uh-huh. yeah he yeah. asked uh, Jen Psaki about the censorship, and he said, "There's a video from March of Fauci saying not to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. That's still up, hmm. and you know, you know, people see that. He's like, aren't you concerned that you might get something removed that later turns out to be true? Mm-hmm. For him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's not concerned. <laughs> no, no. Well, no. <laughs> I, it, it's the, but this is it's, it's it's the best example. I think this last year mm-hmm. is the best example of the problem with censorship mm-hmm. and centralized control of communications doesn't work." Because that's right, Fauci has been wrong on numerous occasions, mm-hmm. and his response is, "But it's the science." Okay, I can respect that. The science changed. The problem is, you banned people mm-hmm. for what is now the right response. Right. You know, right. like you later come back and say, "Oh, they, those people were right the whole time." Then why'd you ban them? Mm-hmm. That's where we're currently at. Yeah, I mean, you're right that it, this year was a, a big test case for censorship, but I don't see people being outraged about it. I, I feel like it just Americans have been so muted about this kind of thing. It's it's really disappointing. Mm. Yeah. Like, it should be across the board outrage. It shouldn't just be people on the right. I don't know how we're going to solve whatever is going on. you got to build if, new tech. If, if the media is just shattered. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why we're working on the Fediverse and expanding Fediverse projects because you, I don't think you can you can legislate a solution to tech oligarchs yeah. censoring the world. So we're trying to build a decentralized network that's mm-hmm. uncensorable, essentially. Yeah, and I don't think that improving the technology is going to make people want to be more honest. Like, the problem that we're looking at is kind of like a human problem. This is a question I have, I have about a lot of AIs. Who programs the AI that determines what goes on? If it's humans, you're going to literally have the exact same problem you have with humans, but it'll be AI, mm-hmm. so it'll be different. <laughs> special. It's like, it, it just look make at, a difference. Look, look at the self-driving car problem. Right, so we're trying to program cars to drive themselves, but mm-hmm. there are some really serious questions that we can't answer. Like, if you're driving in a car and the car it drives, car's driving itself, and an old lady walks in front of you, does the car decide to hit the old lady to protect the driver, or swerve out of the way to save the old lady and risk save, save the old lady and risk the driver? Mm. Someone has to tell the car what to do. Yeah. Or I guess the funny thing is, we'll be like, we'll give it an AI, an artificial intelligence that'll figure it out on its own, and the car decides to hit everybody. <laughs> it's like, ah, eh, whatever, get him out of the road. <laughs> No, so somebody's got to program those parameters. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe there should be like three rules, like like never harm a human, and um, the second rule should be like uh, 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 always follow the instructions of a human, and the third rule is unless it contradicts the first rule or whatever. Oh, what, what, what are the what are the three rules? I'm forgetting them. You know what I'm talking about? Skynet? No, what are you talking about? No, I was like, isn't it like Asimov's writing? Don't become sentient. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) those No thinking. Don't destroy (laughs) us. I like that meme that's like, I think you, it's the cop, and he's like, I think you've had a bit too, uh, I think you've had a bit too much to think. (laughs) And he's like, you know, waking his finger at you, and it's his thought police or whatever. Hmm. So here's what's happened, right? So I wake up in the morning, and I see these stories, and they're like, DC's locking down, and Mm -hmm. Nevada's locking down, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Mm. I have no idea what the rationale is. I have no rationale. I have no idea what the data is. There's no there's no science anymore. Yeah. We, there's there's contradictory studies across the board saying one thing, saying something else. Then people are accusing one study of being political and the other study of being political. And I'm just sitting here like, I wonder what the chickens are up to. Right. <laughs> like yeah. I, I can't I can't I can't talk about it. I can't mm. opine on it. I'm just like, everybody's gone nuts. Mm, yeah. The machine's broken. 
you know, it's political madness. This is why I, I err on the side of like becoming an artist, a famous artist. You look at like rock stars and how well loved they are, like mm-hmm. Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. If we had that kind of cultural sway, I mean, so much more effective yeah. than complaining about it or even trying to fix it politically. Didn't, you can't you can't politically fix this thing. It needs a technological. Didn't they do a concert? Didn't they do a concert where you had to get the vaccine to come in and then one of the members of the band who's vaccinated oh, yeah. got COVID? So I heard somebody involved with the organization. They didn't say who. Amazing. Probably in the band. I don't know. I see stories like that. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. Right? right. If if you're vaccinated and you're putting on events for only vaccinated people, why are you shutting down because one person was sick? I thought that's what they said was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think I got to be honest. I don't think anybody knows. Right. I think there's a lot of people who want to think it's a grand conspiracy because we talk about the Great Reset quite a bit. And I'm like, I don't know. I think they're juggling. You know, they're, they're, it's a bunch of people all juggling, and no one has any idea of who's yeah. doing what or why. I think incompetence is usually the best explanation. I yeah. think we really have a bunch of incompetent people who have no idea what's happening and don't want to, you know, give up this moment of power for themselves and don't want this to end. Right. Fauci is very famous right now. Yeah. More than he's ever On been TV in his all life. the time. Yeah. That's When's that going to happen again? This is it. This is his well, and he's been on TV rock. before. Yeah, he, he's no, been he on TV has, quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, but I'd never heard of him until but this, the last. Yeah, not you're, like this. you're young ish. Yeah. Yeah. He's always like, like 80, 80, 80, I think. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's been around for quite a long time. Hey, Tony, gets, you look good for an eighty year old. Right. He gets paid, uh, you know, more than the president. He's the mm-hmm. highest paid federal employee. Oh, it's so messed up. Not elected. Yeah. Well, look, I think when it comes to what's going on with COVID, there's a lot we'll we'll talk about. We'll we'll save it for the members uh, portion because we can get into some harder numbers and and we'll pull up this Wall Street Journal story, which I can't talk about on YouTube. No joke. But I can talk about something that I think is a a ticking time bomb. And I'd love to get your your, your thoughts on this, Carol. This is the Mm -hmm. nationwide eviction ban is going to expire this Saturday after Biden administration loses fight with the Supreme Court. So uh, there it is. We, we, you know, we, we we were talking about this the other day. There's millions of people mm-hmm. that are ready to be evicted. Someone super chatted us saying that they, they work at a bank and the bank is like lining up evictions. Mm-hmm. And we were like, is, is there going to be an intervention to stop the evictions? Because if there isn't, we're going to have August of panic mm-hmm. where people are like, I got 30 days. And then September 1st of 10 million people standing in the street saying, I don't live anywhere. Yeah. So there are already interventions. In New York, for example, um, the New York state government is uh, partnering with an organization to pay the landlords. And that's going to be amazing because we have, you know, we just print more money. And <laughs> <laughs> it's going to just Because New York's got all the money in the world. Right. They, they weren't in a budget crisis before all this. Yeah. Um, so that's what's happening in New York. And I think that's going to happen in other states also. Um, but really also begs the question why, why like we didn't go this route before. Like if we're going to just pay all these people, like why didn't we start doing this earlier and, and be able to evict people and so they can move on to other homes and pay their rent there. I mean, if we're just going to be throwing money at people, like let's get started. Cause when, you know what other countries are doing when businesses was shut down, they would keep paying the employees. Mm-hmm. The, the government paid the employees to not go to work, but if they quit, quit that business they wouldn't get paid anymore yeah as opposed to incentivizing them to quit and not go back to work which right. we've done in the united states yeah and the businesses were shut down mm-hmm. you know so these restaurants would have twenty thousand dollars worth of food in their fridges and then they closed for even if even if it was 15 days all yeah. that food spoils they couldn't sell it and now they're in the hole 20 grand. and they're and they're reopening some of them and they're like okay guys come back to work and the people are like no i'm getting paid to stay at right. home dude right. you, the most brutal story was when they reopened and then quickly shut down Ugh. So there was like there was one story about a New York uh, restaurant where they were like we re we we all our food was spoiled we got rid of it all 
They said we are reopening, so then we brought, we ordered mm-hmm. a, you know an, another twenty thousand dollars worth of food to get everything back 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 and ready to go. And then they announced there was like a halt and they were going to shut back down or something, and then all the food spoils again. And it is just yeah. beating Jeez. small businesses I, over that over and over and over again. Is this like another transfer of wealth to now to landlords? Yes. Like yeah. they're sending government Not money to landlords. to landlords. The landlords are still in the hole. Mm-hmm. What are they going to pay mm-hmm. the back rent? Yeah. They are really? back. Yeah. So, like, the story today was like, one landlord was owed twenty eight thousand, and they sent him twenty four thousand. But, but they're going to look into why they didn't send the other four thousand, and then resend it to him. So, yeah, wow. yeah. I, I don't understand how it's happening. I don't understand how there's anywhere near enough money for it. But because then next month there's going to be a bunch of people didn't pay this right. month, and they're going to have to do it again. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? It's like we don't. We really don't learn. So, oh. you know, I th- I think. I don't think they they realized, or maybe they did. Maybe it's the Great Reset that you can't just stop an economy. It's a freight train. Yeah, yeah. What you ever? You ever we, we, I think I think I used this analogy before. You ever see the movie Hancock with Will Smith? Uh, a part of it. J- yeah. Jason Bateman's car stops in the tracks, and he can't get out, and the train's coming. So Hancock lands, flips his car out of the way, and then the train hits him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't move. So the train just crumples, and then every car flies oh, up yeah. in the air because that energy's got to go somewhere, and then they're yeah. all just like dropping and crashing. That's what happened. So this idea that we can just be like, okay, yeah. starter back up, you know, turn the key, and then the economy's going to go. It's not going to happen. Right. I write about small businesses a lot. Um, I had a column this week about how uh, a lot of the tech firms are already pushing back their coming back date. It was supposed to be September, which is already, you know, so, such a long time away even now. Uh, but they're already moving to October, and Twitter said that they're not even opening their yeah. offices yeah. for a while. No, they closed. They're closed. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of you know businesses that support those big businesses. Um, you know the the bodega and the halal cart guy and the you know the shoe shiner and the, the dry cleaner and everybody on that street, and they're all paused, waiting for normalcy to return. And these companies are like, eh, I don't know, maybe we will, maybe we won't. You know, we'll see. It's really, it's really interesting. I think a lot of uh, younger people, especially the Democrat voters, because they skew younger, or at least there's more younger people, they don't understand basic economics. Like a city with no industry eventually dies out because mm-hmm. no money is coming in. Supermarkets, small businesses don't survive because they're usually you know, providing yeah. a service to an existing infrastructure. So what happens is exactly what you said. Twitter says we are closing our offices in New York. What's below the Twitter office? Probably a bodega and a restaurant. Right. Who are their customers? Twitter. Employees of Twitter mm-hmm. were going to lunch. Mm-hmm. Now the office is closed. Not, there's, there, no even, there's not even going to be another business that comes in to replace it. So now the local corner store has no one in the area. No one's at work. So they shut down. And it's going to ripple across the board. Then they pay these landlords. They give people free money. They give people free money. They just keep giving free money. But you know what free money is? A ticket to extract resources without mm-hmm. providing resources. Yes. That imbalance cannot be corrected. There's no key to just turn the engine on to fix that. Yeah. To me, that sounds a little bit like they expect you to be able to travel back in time. And just like they thought it would be really simple to shut down the economy, it seems to me like they also think it's going to be really simple to just open it up again. Yeah. Just start it up again. But okay. but So they're doing these these emergency things in New York, but are they doing it anywhere else? I don't know. Um, this was just announced today in New York. Mm-hmm. So wow. I don't Last know. Last minute the, save. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine that there's a lot of states that aren't going to get these bailouts. Yeah. And we're going to see millions of people without homes. I wonder at what point people just start saying, I don't care what you say anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all, I'm already seeing, because DC locked down, mm-hmm. tons of people tweeting, they don't care what, what they say. They're not going to yeah. abide by this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at a certain point, people just say enough. And I, I hope you're right. I just, I have seen nothing I'm not from, saying it, from my fellow Americans this year, especially from my fellow New Yorkers, to suggest that people are going to take any kind of stands. 
Well, New York <laughs> I know. is a bit different. But I mean, like a year ago, I thought for sure if schools didn't open in New York, if public schools didn't open in New York, but private schools did open in New York, I was like, oh, the parents are going to riot. Are you kidding? The private schools open, but the public schools don't? No, nobody said anything. Yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, we're out in the middle of nowhere. And part of me is like, it's like I was mentioning there earlier. It's I'm sitting here thinking like, I wonder what the chickens are doing, you know, because they don't, they don't, they don't care about this. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. They're going there, they're eating food, they lay eggs. I know what's going on. I look at the news, I have no idea. I'm wondering how many people are just going to continue to evacuate these cities, are going to yeah. keep leaving because we, we've heard about the exodus. I'm wondering why you're still in New York. Well, we would have never left before the pandemic. I mean, I knew I lived in a super leftist place, but at least like. It was a competent city. I mean, it was it was going so well that we elected Bill de Blasio twice. Like, that's how well things were going, <laughs> that we just didn't care, like, who was mayor. Um, but after this year, uh, we lived in Florida for almost five months, and it was an oasis of sanity, and now we're definitely thinking about making it a permanent move. I mean, it's hard. You had your vision of your life. We were going to live in Brooklyn, raise our kids there, retire to Manhattan, and now it's like, oh, we're going to move to a different state entirely. It's tough. West Virginia's pretty nice. I need, I need an ocean. I need an ocean. Yeah. Well, it's not too far away. It's like, a, it's like <laughs> an hour. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, he, Bill de Blasio said the voluntary phase is over. Yeah. So are you guys, is, is that, is that, an in, is that a, a, a factor? I mean, it, it's not, for, you know, about the vaccines. Like I said, I'm vaccinated. My husband's vaccinated. But, no, um, but it's like the political yeah. changes, No, yes, you know? it, it is. It is crazy. Um, I also just don't believe him. <laughs> the voluntary phase <laughs> is over. Yeah, because he's like he's paying the biggest now. goof. Like he's just... I, you know, and what's crazy is he actually did a better job throughout the pandemic than Governor Cuomo. But Cuomo was like the hero of the pandemic. Right. But de Blasio <laughs> was actually, if you if you look at them side by side, I mean, they're both like terrible. But de Blasio did better. Yeah, yeah. De Blasio is probably kicking himself for not murdering those 15,000 people like Cuomo <laughs> yeah. did, right? Because that's something Cuomo got away with. Mm-hmm. Certainly, that was a factor. I can't I can't believe that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still. just, I sit here every, every, every day I wake up and I'm like, Cuomo murdered 15,000. And nobody cared. He was warned mm-hmm. not to do it. He could have put him in the Javits Center or the Mercy Hospital vessel. And he said, no, I'm going to put him in nursing homes. Yeah. Because he didn't want to give Trump the win. Mm-hmm. Dead. Well, now Bill de Blasio has given people 100 bucks. NYC to pay Big Apple locals $100 for first COVID vaccine injection. What? Like this, this creeps people out. I'm sorry. All right. You know, like they did lotteries. There are some people you're not going to convince. Yeah. I think the $100 might get a lot of people, though. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think people will motivate to go. I, again, I think that the fact that they're still at, like, vaccination centers, not in your doctor's office, really does deter people. So if they're paying $100, I guess they'll go stand, you know, they'll go to get some random location and get their vaccination there. But um, it, it is creepy. It's very creepy that they need to be handing out $100 bills. Are they paying people that already got vaccinated in, in retrospect now? No. Well, no. but that's, what that's if dirty? What if someone goes <laughs> to one of weird. these vaccinators and says like, oh, I never got it, but they did because they want a hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh. I think, is there a data? I mean, I don't even know. Is there a database? Like there's no database to check whether. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. In I the, assume there would be. And in the future, this would be incentive to like say, no, I'm not going to get it and wait until they start bribing. <laughs> for and then sure. Like, I'll take the right. Bribe. Right. Who, who's going to get like the booster, for example? Until they give me like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like you're, you're, you're flying a plane, and they're like, "We are overbooked. Right. We need volunteers. We're off." Like, will yeah. anyone volunteer? No one does. We're offering a hundred dollars. No one does. Two hundred, three hundred. Mm-hmm. I, I guess right. they, you know, last time I flew, it was like they can go up to like a thousand dollars. Wow. So you know what I w- what I would do is when they would say like, "Here's our offer," I would go up and be like, "Double it." And yeah. I would be like, "Done. Here you go." And I'd be like, "All right." And then I just right. be like, "I'm going to sit here for a few hours. I'm good." Mm-hmm. You, know, you should the, also get the voucher. food voucher, right? And like a hotel voucher. You can get it all. Oh, yeah. Depending on how long you get delayed. You can yeah. also be like, 
I, I, w- I once was just like, can I get first class on the next flight? Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes, sir. Wow. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and you just got to – they they have to get you off that plane. Yeah. So anyway, yes, people are going to be like, oh, they want boosters now. Let's, right. let's let's wait it out and see how much we can get out of this guy. <laughs> the less of us that go, the faster they'll start right, bribing yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> that might not work out. Dude, I, I wonder if the, the main problem is that there's just too many people. Just in general, it's poorly yeah, organized. Because mm-hmm. well, how do you how do you organize millions and millions yeah. and millions of people on the internet? Is like I was just thinking about this. If we did have some sort of like debt revolution or something, where people either refuse to pay their debts or they defaulted on Federal Reserve um, interest or whatever, we would it, that wouldn't be enough. A chaotic revolution would just be madness. We'd have to like create a new constitution, maybe using the Manila principles, factoring in the internet, using cryptocurrency, building a new economy all at once. If there was a change, we'd have to have the structure in place like the founding fathers did. Mm-hmm. We're there. We're, we're close to it. The Manila principles are legit. Cryptocurrency cool. is amazing. I just think about how like a lot of our, our structures in terms of Congress and, and, and voting – was built around a substantially smaller amount. Of yeah, and, and less technology. Like let sending like feather writing things on with feathers and sending on horse. No IDs. Took two months to get messages to England and back. You, yeah. you right. You know what always tripped me out is like I was watching uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's like the opening scene in the first movie where Jack Sparrow's on the boat as it's sinking, and he lands, and then they're like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "I'll pay you if you don't ask." <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just tell him Bill Smith. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he does say Smith though, but yeah, like, yeah. just you can just walk and be like, "Hi, I'm I'm you know John Smith." Pick a name, yeah. There you go. Prove it. What are you going to do about it? And mm-hmm. then he's like, "Oh no, he's been branded or whatever." But yeah, it was that's that's the that's the that's one thing people need to understand is like uh, I was talking about this earlier. The reason why you had to own land in order to vote was mostly because there were no IDs, mm-hmm. and your tie to the community was the fact that you lived there. And they didn't want people to show up who didn't live there, vote for things, and then leave. Mm. That was part of it. Obviously, there were still a lot of old patriarchal structures and thing like, things like that. But there's, I think the changes that came about with un- universal suffrage made sense in that we are no, it's, we're not buying land anymore. We live in New York. We rent it. Mm-hmm. A lot, most people are renters, so you know, they vote in that capacity. But things were so dramatically different back then. I wonder if we got to get back to uh, people got to spread out, get out of these cities – Learn some personal responsibility. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that the cities were doing so great until they weren't, right? So it's it's like it almost kind of shows that, like, the, the cities have have had their moment. But um, I don't know. I mean, you really want people moving out here? Like, oh, that's yeah. a good point. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean – not too there's, close. There's, there's pros and there's cons. <laughs> right, yeah. It's not about too close. It's about like there's there's lot sizes. Mm-hmm. It's like so you know if if they like there's few acres around where it's like we're we have our our space. We have more space than a city. Yeah. I, would I want to live you know uh, in Philadelphia? We had half we had half an acre for the whole house. Mm-hmm. So the front yard was a third. The house was a third. The backyard was a third. And you couldn't do a whole lot. I mean, we could skate in the backyard and we had a mini ramp. But we could only do it between certain hours Mm -hmm. because the neighbors would be like too late, too early. Now we can go out at one in the morning and scream at the top of our lungs. Mm -hmm. And there are people who live not too far away. They don't care. Some days you'll be sitting there and you'll hear bangs. You'll hear gunshots. And you're just like, oh, hunting again. You just turn your yeah, coffee, Bro- like whatever. Brooklyn too. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lived, I, I lived on the uh, uh, on um, right off Myrtle and Nostrand. Mm. That's where that cops got assassinated. Yeah. I'd be the the reason. One of the reasons I didn't know it happened when it happened. So like, I'm sitting in my bed. I get a text message. Are you near the assassinations? And I'm like, what happened? It was like my, one of my bosses at mm-hmm. Fusion. And then I look out the window and I see cops everywhere. 
it's because I'm sitting there all day and I hear gunshots all the time. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there and I hear pow, pow, pow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do, do, do. Like, you know, I'm just going to oh, wow. whatever. I don't know. This is welcome to New York. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And New York's not even that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. Oof, way yeah, worse. Much it's, worse. I thought LA was amazing before the pandemic. I was like, as we develop electric cars, we're going to get all these gas guzzlers off the road. LA is going to be a, a paradise. Mm-hmm. And then, but I knew in the back of my head, the central electric grid and water grid were very, very tenuous because if some sort of cataclysm or disaster caused the water grid to break and mm-hmm. the electric grid to break, those people would have started cannibalizing each other. It would have been terror on earth. Yeah. And I think COVID was, gave us kind of an early warning sign sure. of right. the danger of being packed together mm-hmm. in cities with a centralized, you know, importing your water and your food yeah. and your electricity. We could like decentralize the water to each, each house could have their own water pump you know electrical Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and food grow your own food i mean it's pretty drastic change right but until then i don't see the value of living in a city yeah i think i think cities cause cultural decay Mm -hmm. at least they do now i think before there used to be hubs of culture because you'd live outside the city you'd have very little contact then you'd go into the city and you'd see things you'd talk to people you'd learn things and it was like that's where the stuff was happening you know you know my favorite movie to cite in this regard is the movie the patriot with mel gibson cuz it's a great movie i love it but it's like there's <laughs> that scene where he's like the kids like are we going to charlestown I'm like mm-hmm. we're going to town like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and now it's like ugh, town it smells like sour milk there's traffic everywhere <laughs> I, are, I i don't need to be there it's hard to eat it's hard to sit restaurants in new york i don't i, I you know what i think back to living there and i understood why i wanted to live there when i first I remember the first time I went to New York. It was yeah, just, it was during Occupy Wall Street. <clears throat> and I took a bus from Virginia. And I remember finally getting to New York City. And I can't remember. I have no idea which bridge we were crossing. I've, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And then I see the city and the buildings. And I'm like, holy. I'm from Chicago. And New York has five Chicagos. Mm-hmm. So I remember you're, you're driving downtown. You see all the buildings. And it's like, I'm used to that. New York was something else. I'm like, I want to live here. It's like being downtown Chicago everywhere. And then after a few years, I was like, you want to go to a restaurant? You're crammed in the corner in this tiny seat with your shoulders <laughs> like this. And you're like, thanks for the food. And you, there's no room. So I'm, I'm exaggerating, obviously. But it's like it's congested. It stinks. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to park. Transportation. The trains are, are often crowded and smelly. And I used to love all of this. Yeah, I used I to am. love every single thing about it. Like I, I, I really was such a New York supremacist. I like really <laughs> thought it was the greatest place ever. And I, I still like you know it's really hard. It's like I, I comp- always compare it to like letting go of like a really good relationship, but like that just isn't working out for you. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, if COVID had never happened, I would be here like being like New York is the best. You don't fuck with New York. Sorry. I don't <laughs> know what, if you're a lot of cars, what was but, your first <laughs> experience seeing Manhattan? Um, so I, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, so, um, I don't really remember, wow. you know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad for you, you know why? You, 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 there's a lot of people, like, growing up in mm-hmm. Chicago, mm-hmm. I got to experience the first time seeing a city as massive yeah. as New York. But for someone who's from there, there's no point where you're gonna see something. I guess you go to Tokyo. Right. You know, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Tokyo's yeah. crazy. Dude, I had the most nutball experience with New York City. I moved to Queens. I'd, I'd, I'd been through Manhattan when I was younger, but I took the subway into Manhattan for the first time. I walked out of the subway. Oh, my God. And looked up, <laughs> and it was just 90-story skyscrapers all around me, and it, I could feel, like, the vacuum, and, like, yeah. I was being sucked wow. up in a way. It was so bizarre. Yeah. Man, what a city. I, yeah. I, I do think that Tim is right. Sorry, I have to say this real fast. Mm-hmm. I think that Tim is right, and I think that cities have become too crowded. I think too many people live in mm-hmm. one place at one time. It becomes very insular, so instead of being like a cultural center, yeah. you just get like an echo chamber. And also, when something goes wrong, it affects 
a thousand more people than it would otherwise. Right. Like, it very much affect. It's like yeah. a ripple effect, and it's exponential in a city. And just this moment of conformity, um, cities have really not uh, been a great place to be when everybody has to think the same. There isn't that, you know, diversity of thought or just... Um, a lot of great culture going on because everybody's exactly the same and you could only be one, one way and like comedy has to be very, very um, muted and all of it really just sucks. And it's, it's, it is definitely a problem that is centered on cities, but it's a problem that we're having, I think, all across the country. I think one of the issues is that when you get a uh, complete one party rule, mm-hmm. there's no way to challenge bad ideas. Yep. So the people in power are like, hey, we're going to lock everyone down and shut your businesses down. And you agree because you're a Democrat, right? You're not a Republican, are exactly. you? And they go, oh, I'm not a Republican. I'm going to wear the mask so that no one thinks I'm a Republican. Right. Mm-hmm. So saith David Hogg. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get Cuomo being like, I'm going to put people in nursing homes and kill 15,000 people. And then they're like, well, he's a Democrat, so it must be okay. Yeah. And then they find out that he like abused women and they all freak out. Like, oh no, what do we do? That's the one thing we're not supposed but to. But then they like you know. didn't, and then they, they, the freak out was very short lived. Yeah. And then they were like, but, but he's a Democrat, so it's okay. And yeah. I'm a Democrat, so it's okay. You know? this, this, this is why I think Stakeums is wrong, right? So, uh, big thread from Stakeums I mentioned, I think, <laughs> yeah, three times now. And, uh, no, 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 but it's, I think it's important that, What's interesting about this is it's a, it's a mainstream brand, and they're mm-hmm. constantly these, these brands are trying to one up each other. Wendy's was like always snarking, and they were yeah. more of like the youthful exuberant, like <laughs> "Well, you suck, yeah, Wendy's," <laughs> and people would follow it and laugh. Then Steakums comes out, and uh, the Wikipedia says that they they, re- they receive accolades for acting like a real person on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well, the interesting thing is this Twitter thread that Steakums put out is a centrist view on societal collapse and talking about what we need to do, saying that experts need to admit when they were wrong and apologize for it. And the other side needs to recognize that they have limitations too. And there are experts who probably know more than them. And I'm like, thank you, Stakeums, for Mm -hmm. trying. But you are late to the party. Mm. Joe Biden has near universal approval from Democrats and near universal disapproval from Republicans. Mm -hmm. Nothing will change this. Nothing. Nothing. You yeah. could you could you could you could go to a, a Biden supporter and be like, "I will give you one million dollars to put on a MAGA hat." And they're going to be like, "No." Okay, maybe a million. Yeah, dollars. a million, a million. <laughs> but I'm <high>. exaggerating. <laughs> but I got to be honest. I yeah. uh, there. I, I'm willing to bet that you know a lot of these people on the left will not do anything to benefit themselves if it puts them at odds with their tribe. They're scared to break from it, and it's this it's the social order thing that humans have, where it's like you got to be a part of a certain tribe, otherwise. You'll be at risk. Yeah. But the interesting thing here is that conservatives tend to be more individualistic. So they're less concerned about being outed, but still mm-hmm. kind of are. Like when it comes to the culture war, right, there are numerous instances where you could say something that will get a bunch of people on the right angry with mm-hmm. you and they'll start canceling you and they'll do the exact same thing as the left will do. Not exact same. I, I, I talk about this a lot where I, I think it's, it is different. Like a public conservative has a much tougher time getting canceled than a public leftist. I mean, they came, you know, recently, yes. recently I've been clicking like hashtags like to see like what, why a celebrity was, you know, yeah. trending. And it's because they hate all of them. All the celebrities are like not left enough. Like this celebrity right. used to be, um, Lena Dunham uh, trended recently. They hate her now. She used to be one of them, and now now she's out. Um, I just don't see that happening in the same way with no, conservatives. No, no, you're, you're right. That's why I say it's the it's the exception on the right, but the rule on the left. Yeah. So tri- there, there are still tribalists on the right who will be like, you can't, you know, I reject this. You're wrong. You're a grifter right. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the left, it's like, jeez. It's like 99 things you could say to get fired, yeah. you know, get canceled, and mm-hmm. one thing to stay in line on the, Repu- on, the, on the right with Republicans and conservatives and 
the intellectual dark web kind of centrists, it's 99 things you can say without anyone caring, but that one thing you can say, <laughs> it'll get you canceled. Yep. Yeah, there was a, a Charlie Kirk, mm-hmm. you know, was talking about Simone Biles. And all of a sudden I see that he's trending and there's an uproar. We brought it up the other day, but I think this is a really great example. Philip DeFranco did a segment where he used an image of Charlie Kirk with a shrunken face for mm-hmm. his thumbnail. And I'm like, why? why? Well, you know, do you know who Philip DeFranco is? No. He's one of the first big YouTubers. He does, he, he would do news and he's like, you know, he would be like, you just got filled in and that was his bit and he would like okay. talk about the news. And it was always very like moderate. Mm-hmm. He actually interviewed, I think he interviewed Gary Johnson mm-hmm. during, oh. I th- what was it, like 20, was it 2016? 2016, yeah. Was, was he, he runs every time, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. when I voted for him. But he was like, uh-huh. you know, Phil at the time was like libertarian, calm, reasonable, and rational. And now he's like, he was, he came out when it came, when it came to the Covington kids. He made a video where he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then when it came, that, there's, there's other instances, but now it's like, Charlie Kirk says something that people think is stupid. And I'm like, who cares? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Charlie Kirk would say whatever he wants. It's got no bearing on the Olympics. Some guy had an opinion. Great. And then I criticized Phil because he tweeted like, you're a, you know, whatever, and was insulting him. Mm-hmm. But then I saw today he was like, we're back, and it's a, it's a thumbnail. And not only is he talking about Charlie Kirk, which is fine, but he he does this meme where they shrink Charlie Kirk's face, mm-hmm. which I, I'll, I'll admit, great meme. It's, it's really funny. <laughs> like, the, the, the joke is that every time Charlie makes a point, his face shrinks or something. <laughs> Memes are great. You know, by all yeah. means, make fun of him and Ben and everybody else and me and, you know, who, who I don't care. But, like, why would someone who is known for being a, like, straight shooter news personality mm-hmm. all of a sudden be playing tribal politics and just insulting someone for content? This is cultural decay. Yeah. When you can see it's infecting everything. The New York Times has become this. Our mainstream news apparatus has completely become crap all over people and find whatever reason to hate somebody for tribal points. And then even now, I mean, YouTube is built on this, basically. Mm-hmm. Drama channels. And then here you go. This is it. Our, our entire news media is now just, who can I crap on for clicks? Yeah. Strife sells. I mean, that's like, it's popular. I, I, I find myself like sometimes clicking on a headline of like two celebrities I've never even heard of to be like, this celebrity and this celebrity are like beefing and like, oh, what are they fighting about? Like, what happened? Like, I don't even know them. I don't even know who they are. I'll, I'll do that and then I'll like, I'll, I'll see it and I'll be like, ah, and I'll, I'll click it. I'll X out really fast and I'll be like, yeah. I, I hope the algorithm didn't catch that, but it did. Of course, yeah. yeah. It knows I clicked. I, I apparently, you know, people were commenting the other day that some leftist channel like made a video about me, like an expose, and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, this is like the 80th expose. Who cares? I just ignore all this stuff. And then there's like, you know, people messaging me right now because there's another hit piece coming, and it's a big one, I guess. And I'm like, I literally don't care. Like, I, I just, I'm not gonna make videos about this stuff. I don't, I don't care about myself enough to engage in, in you know, interpersonal conflict on YouTube. Or to be like, you know, oh, Charlie Kirk said this. Mm-hmm. Now, like AOC, she's in Congress with mm-hmm. 12 million or whatever followers, and she's extremely prominent and influential. She's a politician. Uh, CEOs, politicians, and to an extent, many personalities, I think it's, 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 it's fair game. But when it's like people just doing drama to bicker with each other, news outlets yeah. being like, we're going to write garbage, fake trash to like try and get somebody, I'm like... You know what? There's a rock I can crawl mm-hmm. under and just, you know, dig a hole and play video games the rest of my life. That was interesting. <laughs> you said how that you could get a Biden supporter to put on a MAGA hat if you paid him a million bucks. And well, you, I was you, I was being hyperbolic when I said you couldn't, but but you it's kind, could. you're kind of right that if you bribe people, they will change their political ideology. And the problem is Biden has his finger on the money printer. Mm-hmm. So he's bribing everyone right now. With goes these, burr. Yeah, yeah. Goes burr. <laughs> and are they unloading? Too? You know, mm-hmm. to, to I, I I don't think. 
uh, maybe a million dollars would get a, uh, a Biden voter to put on a MAGA hat. Fifty. You could probably get tons of Biden supporters no. to put on MAGA hats for fifty bucks. They don't have loyalty to that guy. No, no. It's but they 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 are scared of looking like yeah. Republicans. Maybe yeah. yeah. You get your, that picture circulated. You they, lose everything. They think it's a Klan no. hat. Mm-hmm. Like they'll they'll be like, yeah. no way, dude. Yeah, it's like tell them this. Put the hat on. I'll take a picture of it, and I'll give you fifty thousand dollars. They probably say no, and I'm not kidding. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a good idea for a man in the street, you know, video. We'll go to New- <laughs> we'll go to New York and be like, "How do you feel about Trump?" No, like, fifty still too much. I think you have to go for fifty bucks. Like 50. fifty bucks is sort of like it's a one second thing. Like, or I just mean, see how little people really care. Yeah, yeah, fifty thousand. I mean, you know. I put on like I can't I don't even know what I put on. For yeah, that's a lot. I put on two masks. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but, but I mean, like uh, obviously, there's regular people who voted who don't really care all that much. But I mean, like look at look at what David Hogg said about wearing masks, where mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm right. going to keep wearing because I don't want people to think I'm a Republican." Right. It's like, why? What? I live in like the super leftist area where I mean, masks were absolutely like you know a signal that I belong. I'm part of this group. If you're not wearing one, you're not part of the group. And it's important to people to be part of the group. So, you know. Yeah, maybe $50,000 yeah. is a lot of money. It's too much. It's but too much. You got you to like do like 100 bucks. Like this here's $100 like they'd say no. put on this hat. No, they uh, they I think you'd you get you a lot of yeses, yeah. yeah. Really? Well, they'd put it on maybe like yeah, on I, camera. We're filming. Right. Now. Yeah, I think I think a hundred bucks would do it. If you only have a four hundred one k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by three percent. You can do that. And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get three percent on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com/boost by April thirtieth. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. Three percent match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robin Financial LLC member SIPC. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, people get, people are about to get the shot. They like idea. deferred for like so long. Like they, the shot, you know, the vaccines yeah, yeah. have been out for like months and months, but now they're going to get it for the hundred bucks. But like, how much? But but that, what I mean is like when you look at those polled who are Democrats, yeah, and they're ninety percent approval for Joe Biden. Those are the kind of people I think would be like never. Right. Regular people on the street. Who Regular are people like, on the street would do it. Yeah, yeah of course, of yeah, course, okay. of course. I mean, like the partisans. Yeah, my neighborhood would be tough. Park Slope would be because they're also rich. You, so you, you told somebody, <laughs> "I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred dollars yeah. to wear the MAGA hat, and we're going to film you." Uh-huh. I got a feeling they're going to say no. Yeah, no, it, it, would, it would have about, to be like regular people on the street. How about it, a college you know. campus? Ooh. That's really tough. Because they want the really money. Hard. But boy, would they get in trouble if yeah. that photo goes around. Ooh. What are they going to say? They paid me to wear it. They'll yeah. be like, what? Right. You took money to wear that thing? <laughs> what? You Nazi. I do think I, I do think money talks. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that you could find like a moderate left or right personality, offer them enough money, and they'll flip sides instantly. Right. It's yeah. the whole, you know, you offer enough money and people will do it. But I, mean, I, th- gotta, I think for 50,000, 50, everybody does it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Ten thousand. Everybody does. It. I think so. Too. No, I don't know about. I don't know about everybody. I think everybody. A photo of you wearing that hat. You will rich. never get hired in your city. Your your friends will be like, "What is this?" And you'll try claiming. You're, but 50K. they they but they paid <laughs> me to do it. Yeah. They paid me a lot of money to do it. They'll be mm-hmm. like, "You took money to support Donald Trump." Yeah. How dare you? I mean, look. You see what some people get canceled for. I'm not convinced. People on the street. Would yeah. do a lot for a Klondike mm-hmm. bar, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So sure. Yeah, you could just offer just the Klondike bar. What was that? that that's, we <laughs> should actually do forget it. money. No, no, I, I, I want to do this. <laughs> this I wanna, melting Klondike yes, bar. I want to. I want to go out on the street, and I want to go to. You know what would be funny? We're in an area that's very Trumpy. I'll go in there and ask people to wear a Biden hat. Mm. Like, Ooh. how much for you to wear this Biden hat? I'll take a picture of you. You don't. You know what happened? 
every single conservative would be like, how much money? Yeah, do you whatever. Yeah. Right. You know why? Again, I don't care. Melty, melty Klondike bar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, no, it's yeah. like a, a guy, a, you find a guy with a MAGA hat. And you yeah. say, bro, I got 50 bucks for you to wear this Biden hat. He'll right. be like, yep. put it on and be like, mm-hmm. are we good? All right, thanks. Have a nice day. <laughs> because they don't care. Right. No one's going to come after them for yeah. wearing a Biden hat. Right. Yep. Trump hat, on the other hand. Right. Because there's, you know, there's acceptable opinions and there's unacceptable opinions. It would be hilarious when, like, the Trump supporter is like his friend walks up and he's like, I just saw a picture of you in a Biden hat. <laughs> and he's going to be like, they gave me 50 bucks. <laughs> Let's go get some beers. <laughs> a <little> high five. <laughs> no one will care. No one will care. Yeah. In fact... Uh, interestingly, there's a phenomenon where urban centers, even in red states, are very pro-Democrat and yeah. very critical race theory and mm-hmm. all this stuff. That's the craziest thing to me. Yeah. It is really crazy. Like, to hear that about that in, like, Tulsa and in other places yeah. like that. Yeah. Austin, yeah. Yeah. Even in West Virginia. You'll, we'll, you'll, we'll drive through some areas and we'll see, like, the, the new pride flags and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, wow, in West Virginia, huh? Mm. But not everybody. You still, if you go to urban areas, you tend to see it. But West Virginia is like the second most uh, Trump-supporting state. Yeah. So they are all, they got crazy things to say about a lot of crazy things. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah, I'm sometimes like, I would not want to have a conversation, you know. But there are a lot of, where we are, there's a lot of rich Democrat people from D.C. Mm -hmm. who move out here because freedom. Right. Mm. People like the freedom. That's what happens. Nobody wants to live in D.C. There's mask mandates. Right. Nobody wants to live in Maryland. They're very restrictive and for a while restrictions as well. Now they can drive about an hour and a half, be in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. There's a funny thing because uh, in the area where I actually live, they say that they can all tell who the D.C. transplants are because they'll be like, someone left their garbage at Raccoons came oh. and they'll be like, <laughs> and? Yeah. They're like, welcome to the mountain. And they're like, there was a bear the other day. And they're like, oh, how many? Just one? <laughs> then there's like gunshots going off. And then people are posting online like, why are there gunshots? And they'll complain. And they'll come out and be like, you know, I'm wondering why it's happening. And they're like, people shoot all the time. Yeah, there's like a range right down the, like, right down the road. What do you right. expect? There, it's crazy. There are people who live within like a few minutes of walking. There's like a, an open range in the mm-hmm. mountain. And there's like a house right there. There's a bunch of houses. And you just like walk for about 10 minutes. And then you're at a shooting range. And the people just live right there shooting mm-hmm. every day nonstop. And there's hunting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So these 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 uh, urban liberals, you don't want to stay away, man, because it's a bunch of gun right wing right wing jobs with guns and bears. Yes, and bears. Mm-hmm. We really need to spread out. It's so important. I, I kept thinking when I was like a kid, like ten, twelve years ago. Oh, we'll just build magnetic trains from small village to mm-hmm. small village and re mm-hmm. renegotiate our our infrastructure. We'll have instead of big cities, we'll have lots of little ones all interconnected. What, Where's the magnetic trains, guys? What, what, what about like cities that are concentric circles run by supercomputers? All right, that sounds like Burning Man. <laughs> Minus the computer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we um, we don't we don't uh, uh, have a collective cultural mission. It's so weird. I, I maybe because our technology's been suppressed for so long by like the electric grid. They want to keep those copper wires pumping electricity mm. and making their money off of their copper pipes. And We have no competition, bro. That's the problem. The copper industry. We went to the moon because we were like, Russia, what up? Yeah. Soviet Union. We're yep. going to go to the moon. So the U.S. had been losing every element of the space race. Sputnik launched mm-hmm. first. They put a dog in space. And the U.S. was like, every step of the way, we're behind. Mm. Let's go big. Yeah. And right. so I think like the only thing the U.S. actually won was getting to the moon because they were like, well, we can't win all of these things. Let's just. So they rallied everybody. They made it the mission. Everybody was cheering. They were like, yeah. And at the same time, there was still a bunch of crazy stuff going on outside of that. You know, I, protests, I, conflict. Um, Trump was giving a speech and he said that we'll be the first country to put a man on Mars. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe him. It was like it just I just heard it. And I was like, 
you blowhard, like, you know, prove it, prove it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you anymore. I, I'm, and I know that the corporations are more effective at getting people into space than the American government. Mm-hmm. If you look at the last year of activity, yeah. so I, I just have Will no faith. Will we go faith to Mars? Well, we got it. We, it's what's what's the mission called? We're going to build a colony on mo- the moon first, and then from the moon we launch to go to Mars. Project Artemis. Yeah, Artemis. Yeah, there you go. Well, you want to know why it's never going to happen, Ian? What going to Mars? Yeah, I'm going to blame the media. Do right. it. Check out this. Check out the story <laughs> we got. New NPR ethics policy. It's okay for journalists to demonstrate. Sometimes, <laughs> you know why? I think I, I'm willing to bet they changed that headline. They say NPR rolled out a substantial update to its ethics policies earlier this month, expressly stating that journalists may participate in activities that advocate for the freedom and dignity of human beings on both social media and real life. The new the new policy eliminates the blanket prohibition from participating in marches, rallies, and public events, as well as vague language that directed NPR journalists to avoid personally advocating for controversial or polarizing issues. This policy will change the moment an NPR employee comes out with a Gadsden flag preaching to end the lockdowns. (laughs) They're going to be like, not that freedom and dignity. Yeah. That's fascism. That's the thing. I think every every activist thinks that they're involved in the pursuit of freedom and dignity. I think NPR really hasn't thought this one through because the you know the the first even like and even a, a pro Cuban activist, uh, I, I can't see NPR being okay with that. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, they say. That the new policy reads, NPR editorial staff may express support for democratic civic values that are core to NPR's work, such as but not limited to the freedom and dignity of human beings, Mm -hmm. the rights of a free and independent press, the right to thrive in society without facing discrimination on the basis of race, ethnicity, gender, sexual identity, disability, or religion. What was the first one? The first one was the rights of, uh, I'm sorry. The freedom and dignity of human beings. Including unborn human beings? Ooh. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> the rights of free and independent press. So you can protest in support of InfoWars? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Alex Julian Jones? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is it okay to march in a demonstration and say Black Lives Matter? What about a pride parade? In theory, the answer today is yes, but in practice, NPR journalists will have to discuss specific decisions with their bosses, who in turn will have to ask a lot of questions. The carve-out mm-hmm. is somewhat narrow. Protests organized with the purpose of demanding equal and fair treatment of people are now permitted as long as the journalist asking is not covering that event. Mm-hmm. However, rallies organized to support a specific piece of legislation would be off limits. Other events featuring a slate of political candidates from one party are also out of bounds. Uh, from uh, one party? Are we saying that there were no NPR reporters at, like, the Pink Hat March in 2016? Like, were. come on. Yeah. yeah. Lots of them, actually. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know uh, a lot of NPR People are activists. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're all activists. New York, the whole media apparatus in New York. New York's a different country at this point. I don't even know what's going on in New York. They're, the media ecosystem in New York is insane. Yeah, you're you're on an island. Yeah, New York Post. You guys are. Yeah, they censor you. They block your stories. Yes, and then like it's it's really cabal e. You're familiar with the journo lists, of course. Yeah. So for those that aren't familiar. New York journalists had this, and they probably still do, list of where uh, message boards, basically, where they mm-hmm. all communicate and share stories and all believe the same things. Yeah. And it's basically like there's no competition in media because all the news outlets are in the same place. Right. Even Fox News is. But the joke with journalists is like they were sharing opinions and like people were like, oh, journalists have opinions? Like, come on. Like, why don't we just be honest about it? Like, why doesn't everybody just speak their bias and like get it over with? We all know that everybody's biased. Like, it's, it, there's no such thing as somebody who like has no predisposed opinions. Like, just get it out there. Yeah, like, but to be Maybe a, this to, whole thing is over with like, you know. Yes. Like journalism I've, being no opinions. To be a public figure... And your goal is just to report. 
But then to use that position to assert, mm-hmm. that's where the problem arises if you're just trying to be a journalist. And I, I think you're right. Maybe it's yeah. just over. There's it's over. You can do about it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's propagandistic warfare at this point. Right. That's, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I saw um, somebody yesterday, um, I shared a tweet and they were quoting NBC News. But because the guy I shared it from, um, it was Robbie Starbuck. Starbuck. Yeah. Starbuck, yeah. So somebody was like, I can't take you seriously when you share Robbie Starbuck. But he was like literally just quoting NBC News. He had clipped the article. But it was like, no, I, I can't. I cannot even cannot use his copy and paste. I cannot have his, uh, you know, fingerprints on this. And it's just it's so tribal that we like can't even believe a news source when somebody we don't like shares it. Yeah, we're we're at a point where the hyper polarization is so in, in, intense. Mm-hmm. I don't think the news is relevant anymore. People will scan the news and be like, "Don't care if that's true. Don't care if that's true. <laughs> this one kind of screws me if yeah. it's true, so I'll ignore it." And this mm-hmm. one, perfect. Let me tweet that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. And then I don't know where we end up. My my thing is get out of the cities. You know, don't sit around. They're taking. They're they're, they're taking time bombs. Mm. New, they're gonna they're gonna lock down everything again. Miami's doing well. Yeah, that's they have true. A really that's good true. mayor. Yep. Yeah. Miami's doing well. Florida in general, Texas. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's um, if you live in a blue state, stay there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. NPR don't, don't come out here. NPR's <laughs> private company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call it public radio, but it's funded by private money. Two yeah, percent yeah. of their revenue comes from uh, public grants from, I think, the Department mm-hmm. of Commerce and the Department of Education. We actually pulled this up before yeah, the show. A lot of people keep saying, it's my tax dollars. Like, oh, like a little bit, I guess. But, but, you know, sure, it is your tax dollars to a certain degree. Yeah, NPR is, uh, uh, you know, a lefty, progressive media outlet. Mm-hmm. I, Jimmy Dore was telling Joe Rogan about this when he was on his show, and I was thinking, yeah, Joe actually said, well, they should have to change their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. It's not public radio. Right. And like Federal Express had to change it. It's not federal. The Federal Reserve's not federal. Mm-hmm. Like federal Express. They had to change it to FedEx. Yeah. I, I don't know if they had to, but they that. did in like the mm-hmm. 90s. It used to be called Federal Express. It still is Federal Express. It's FedEx now. The corporate really? name got yeah, changed. Yeah, they officially yeah. changed it. Yeah. For I think reason. it's. I think that is scandalous right. that you could mm-hmm. call it public yeah. or federal yep. if right. it's not. It is not Federal Express. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if they did it to avoid a lawsuit or what, but I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the word Fed is a little misleading. Yeah. Why did they change their name? <laughs> I, like I want to feel. I want to. I'm wondering. Somebody, the somebody told me that every time a company changed their name, like Dairy Queen changed their name to DQ and KFC. Changed yeah, their KFC, name to KFC. Right. There's a reason they do it. There's yeah. always a reason. Yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken. They they didn't actually have enough chicken, right? Oh so really? They had I it. thought yeah. it was because fried chicken, like you know, it was like health consciousness had like increased. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Fried chicken was out. Maybe yeah. that's more. I don't think they were forced to change their name from Federal yeah, Express I don't think to FedEx. I don't remember it ever being forced. I just yeah. it happened like in the 90s or something. Fact check. Yeah, it was two th- 2000. They rebranded 2000. everything to Federal to, to FedEx. Hmm, interesting. And all the planes and everything was changed. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. I would like to see that put into law that you can't call your company federal or because mm-hmm. I was like, could I make a company called like Federal National Broadcast Corporation right. and yeah. like sell T-shirts? <laughs> you can't. I don't know if I can. Is that legal? It shouldn't be legal. Didn't the Postal Service sue the band of the Postal Service? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's ridiculous. Mm, curious. Because yeah. they're, they're entities who have branding and names and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That, may, that may have happened. I'm not sure. The Postal Service is a big deal. They thought Ben Franklin was like the first Postmaster General, and mm-hmm. that was a national company. Now we have UPS. We have basic Amazon is like our, our, mm-hmm. our national shipping agency right now, and it's a corporation. Like, we really need a, a national a national shipping like organization. I don't know. Like I, the post I, office. I, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. They like, we need more of those, but I don't like the government having a monopoly on that stuff either. Can we yeah. just go to the Mar- go to Mars already? Can yeah. we just can 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 Joe Biden come out and be like, 
Uh, I'm going to scrap everything in the budget bill, and we're just going to spend it all on Mars. Ooh. I'd be like, all right, there we go. I'll, I'm down. Let's print that money. I'm, I'm, I'm bored. Like, Somebody I'm slip just that like, idea to him right before he goes on, and you have a good shot out, of it. Yeah. Just, you know what? Can we sneak index cards to Biden? Yeah. You know, so it's like he, he's handed the cards. Like we do this Ocean's Eleven style thing where the cards get switched, and then he's like, uh, we're going to go to go to Mars. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, good. You could probably pull it off. I'd be like, I don't care about the culture war stuff. You would do it. They're saying the same thing yesterday. They're saying today. It's just getting noisier and noisier and more confusing. And let's just go to Mars. That's just. Yeah. This is, we'll just go. Let's do it. You know, we'll nuke. send. We'll send a bunch of supplies first. Do we nuke we'll the go. poles? Is that is that the best option right now? Nuke the poles know. of Mars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's true. No, there's the the Mars core. doesn't have the mass to sustain life in any meaningful uh, way, hmm. unless we build like bases. And the issue is that we'd have to build a massive. We'd have we'd have, we'd have to be able to build and ref, we'd have to be able to refine fuels, Ooh. and build rockets to get off the planet in the first place. So it's like mostly a one way trip. But mm. then you'd have to live in in, in bunkers forever because of radiation and because of Ugh. there's no atmosphere and there's no magnetosphere to to protect mm. from the maybe solar we should reconsider this whole yeah, going to Mars. Like fun. let's do some other stuff first. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Here's my other idea. Let's find an Earth-like exoplanet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just go for it. Yeah. All right. That's it. I mean, that, that sounds good. better than your you know living. In <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take, in it'll hell. take too long. Can we build a stargate or something? Yeah. Can we find good. one? Yeah, Probably. Find what one. a good show. Sure. Yeah. I think you could super accelerate through. Um, black holes through those what are they called charged black holes mm, with the, like, they have a double event horizon I think you can super accelerate through Let's them go. to another star you want to know the sad reality if there is life out there that travels the stars and they have massive ships that can travel faster than light and all that stuff we are but humble chickens on the earth Indeed. they look at us like <laughs> like nothing you know Not even I was, I'm, I'm thinking about like when I watch the chickens go do their chicken business and they're like walking around making little weird noises and <laughs> they, they went into our, our garden bed where we have the basil and they started digging because they like to do these dirt baths. Mm-hmm. And they uprooted the basil. And I'm like, so we got to repot them. But you look at them doing that and we laugh like, look at them. They're so dumb. They're rolling around in dirt. <laughs> and then I'm imagining like I'm sitting here like working on the computer and like reading up stories. And I'm imagining like some interstellar <laughs> ultra intelligent species. being like, look at them. They're like trying to read information, but they go so slow. They can barely understand what's going on Dude, in their own their world. Eyes. Did you see the yep. the meme that was like, "What if UFOs are just other uh, planet billion planets billionaires?" <laughs> oh they probably God, are. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they probably would be. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be the the. Well, I don't know. That's assuming there's wealth and that kind of stuff on other planets. Mm. Yeah, you know, we we have we can barely leave our own planet. Yeah, it's like we go to the moon seventy whatever years sixty something years ago, and we're like, "Yay, we 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 went right. to, from the blue one to the little one, and that's as far as we've gone." Woo. But I mean, nobody else has gone. There's only one flag on the moon. I mean, at least we're still number one. You know, it's true. Yeah, for now, like we're not that great compared to then, but we're still better than everybody else. Yeah, we need to. I don't know. We need like how do we how do we have that big scientific breakthrough? Yeah, you know, rocketry was was amazing. How do we get that anti-grav, man? How do we get that, uh, uh, you know, faster than light travel? Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it's not possible. Maybe we're trapped here forever. It's possible. We need to mathematically prove it first. That's why Einstein's E equals MC square was so revolutionary because he, he simplified the mathematics that mm-hmm. showed, the, I don't know, what what is that? The speed of light equals energy mass e- Energy mass. equals the mass times velocity. Mass, with, mm-hmm. Yeah, the mass squared times yeah. the speed of light. Um, and... Uh, he basically, I don't know, created like a density of energy or something. Um, but he made it, he did it simply. So if we can show that you can get more energy out of a system than you put into it, like for 150 years, they've been 
quoting these these ancient laws like Newton laws mm-hmm. that are like say you can't get more energy out of a system than you put in. See, that's how how you get water out of wells and they're like using these old theories. But if we can rewrite physics mathematically, then people will accept it. Then the technology will start to become accepted. You know, you know, be, you know, be cool. Sorry, I was gonna say I don't think we're around for any of that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if like one day some dude's just chilling, and then he accidentally like sneezes and farts at the same time, and it pulls up the console <laughs> commands, and then he's like, he sees this like, you know, you know the what 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 is that little thing called the indicator when it's blinking yeah. on the screen, or whatever, and then he's like, uh, and then uh appears, and he's like, search item list. One through a hundred, and then also in a bunch of words, he's like, oh, and then it just starts like manipulating. You know, you know, console commands, right? In video games, yeah, yeah. Like, like when you play like Fallout, forward or, slash, forward slash C. You could do like you know, set, set character health one yeah. million, <laughs> and then he's just like, whoa, and then he's like, set player size one thousand. He's like, he's like, Ooh, and then all of a sudden we see some dude just destroying reality with console <laughs> commands. I'd actually welcome that. I'd be like, hey, at least something's happening, I guess. Yeah. You know, because other than that, it's just. Same old thing every single day with the insanity and the absurdity and no one does anything. Mm-hmm. Like we get the Republicans being like, we refuse to wear masks. And I'm like, oh, we did this last year. Yeah. <laughs> like, here we go again. You it's know? crazy that this is like we have the Internet and it's so amazing. And like we should be so wowed by it every day. And we use it to argue with like doofuses on Twitter. Yeah. At least I do. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I restrain yeah. myself uh, so hard. It's such a time I can't even tie, Even to you and Chris, I can't I can't bring myself to talk to you guys on Twitter. I just can't. Oh, you saw that tweet? Thread? Yeah, it's just text. We were talking so about censorship. And Ian, stuff Ian thinks that piracy isn't theft. Mm-hmm. And my brother got mad because he made uh, a video that went viral and was pirated over a billion times. Mm-hmm. No, not, oh, literally a billion wow. times. And his face isn't in the video. So when it got pirated, he got no credit for it. Wow. And in fact, it took the money away mm-hmm. from his actual revenue source, which was the video on his YouTube channel. And not, then he started trying to go after people like who are stealing mm-hmm. it. They're putting it in TV shows or whatever. Wow. A billion views. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And he got zero for it because wow. it was stolen. And the funny thing is the video is like years and years old. You may have seen it. It is a van. And then it says actual police footage. And a hand reaches out. The, it's being pulled over by a cop. You know, you hear the police chatter. Mm-hmm. And then there's a baggie attached to balloons. And he releases the balloons. And it says, like, how to ditch <laughs> your stash. <laughs> and then the cop runs out. So it's firing in the air. It's, it's really fake. Mm-hmm. But because his his face isn't in the video, he gets no credit for oh, it. Oh, my What do you do? Watermark videos and stuff? You, you, it's impossible. So if the you the, the assumption that you had, Ian, was that someone's going to earn recognition because it's a picture of their face and their name. But a lot of people produce music with no words. Mm. So there's no singing. It's just a song like, I oh, and then they just download it. And then they don't know who made it or where it came from. And it goes viral. And then the people who made it. Really good example. Who is that guy? Um, Rusty Cage. He has that the, the knife song. Um, he, mm. he, he did a video where he took a knife and he was doing the knife game with your fingers. Yeah. Oh, and he sang. He's like, I forgot how the song goes. Like, na, 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 na. And then what happened was some rapper used that line, and then on Tic Tac, the song went crazy viral mm, with mm-hmm. for someone else who had basically taken what he had written. On Tic Tac? Yeah, it, was, it, it, it went viral because uh, someone took the song and then remade it, the melody and everything, but put it in their own song, and then mm, he didn't get any credit mm. for it. It was just basically taken from him, and then the other guy gets to go viral for it. So, yeah. That's the problem of, I mean, I, I guess that's just general copyright infringement. Yeah. But the piracy was people taking my brother's videos and then re-uploading it all across their own channels and mm. just publishing it and sharing it, doing whatever they want with it. Yeah. I don't like when people, um, what do you call it, when impersonate, like take credit yeah. for your work. I don't like that. Mm, yeah. That's bad, actually. Very bad. But what about if you write a song 
and then everyone starts downloading it and they don't know who wrote it or where it came from. That's a problem. Yeah. That's the problem with you be able to, uh, helps someone to be able trying to, to run it. Yeah. Yeah. So the funny thing is, the reason Chris got mad about that is he dedicated a lot of time and energy. He got a car. They, they got props. They bought all this stuff. They produced it. He got nothing for it. And now he and then he was eventually like, we, I can't afford to do this anymore. Mm. We should we, play the video someday. We, Give him his we, due credit. Yeah, we spent sure. money to make this video. We, we they, it, it was taken like the success of the video was robbed from us, and we just generally lost money. So now there's Sucks. no more videos. Otherwise, there could have been way time more. To rectify, it's Chris Poole. Time for super yeah. chats. It is time for super chats. If you haven't already, give us a like. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Go to TimCast.com because the bonus segment is where we're going to talk about the Forbidden Wall Street Journal article because YouTube is creepy and we'll uh, we'll respect youtube's rules and keep it to our own website but uh, uh share the video share the show if you like it and get those super chats in let's read what y'all have to say all right the bob says thanks all for your hard for your work gave mom a true crime subscription for mom's mom's day might sign up might sign her up for timcast so you can red pill her fundraising to fight ex-wife for custody can explain and pay friend Hand Robert at what? It, okay, I don't know what that is. Um, we are in the next week or so going to be launching the new show, which is like I don't know what the right it's it's tales of interest. We'll call it that. Tales of interest. There there are spooky stories. There's unexplained mysteries. There's creepy science experiments. Mm-hmm. It's just like the dark underbelly of the world. That's what we're going for with it. So we're working on the design, the branding. We got a cool team and the articles are fantastic. Go to timcast.com, check out the articles from Shane. He just put one up about the simulation theory. He's got one about birds disappearing. So he's, you know, writing these stories and they're incredible stories. And then we're going to actually make a, like a, like a podcast show with sound effects. And then it's, we're going to have the members version is us talking about these crazy things. So like, Simulation theory, DMT, all that, you know, true crime, mm-hmm. that stuff. You can find a lot of Shane's earlier work. I think it's under the name of Cassandra, his early stuff, isn't that? No, no, it's all, it's all Shane. Oh, it is. So if you search Shane, you'll find oh, it. Oh, no, it might have been published because uh, it, because he didn't have a violin. No, I think it's all Shane. Like he did, I thought he didn't have an account for a while, so some of it was coming through on Cassandra. I, I you, think that's probably all fixed it. by now. Okay, good. And, and we're going to be creating like its own dedicated you know channel page. So when you click the channel, you'll see all the oh, articles. Awesome. And then we're going to put the videos in. It's going to be a blast. Goatman Jack says, if Ian doesn't dress up as a pirate for Halloween, Yarr. I will be most disappointed. Uh, oh, yeah. Matey. That's right. That's a good idea. All right. Audra Lynn says, hey, Tim, my brother Duck was just promoted to the rank of Master Sergeant in the USAF. Could you and the crew please congratulate him for his hard-earned achievement? Thanks. That's awesome. Congrats. Congrats, Duck. And um, if you make Colonel, let me know if they let you into the Stargate program, because oh. I'd love to see what uh, <laughs> sure. Neil and Carter are up to. These I'm just kidding. Yeah. Flimsy Fox says, hey, Tim, as you might be able to tell my profile picture, I am a furry. I want to expand my influence in the community. However, it's completely taken over by authoritarians. How do I navigate this? Honestly, I have no idea hmm. how to navigate the furry community, unfortunately. I- furry or authoritarian. authoritarian. Yeah, there's actually like there was like some articles about like furry Nazis or something. What? Is that real? What is happening? That's an old one, though. So I don't even know. What a simulation. Marble755 says the country is so split. Perhaps another catastrophic event needs to happen, like how the U.S. came together during the events of World War II with Pearl Harbor. Some say January 6th was that event. Definitely not. That divides the country severely. But I believe it was the Project for a New American Century who claimed that we need a new new Pearl Harbor. And it's a Mm. horrifying statement, in my opinion. 
But also 9-11, and it didn't last. It was like brief, our coming together. Yeah, yeah. we ended up doing bad things. The internet yeah. kind of blew the weapons of mass destruction thing mm. out of the water and tainted that whole unification. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right, Fox Die says, or Foxdy. Thank you for your great service, Tim. I really think you should consider talking to Ed Snowden. He's an innovator in the free speech press movement and would ed- educate you from his POV how government sees control. Yeah, that'd be great. I guess the one challenge is we never do remotes. We're actually not built for it. Maybe when we do the new studio, we might actually, the new studio, we might actually accommodate that. But I still very much want people to be in studio. It's infinitely better when you have someone mm-hmm. in front of you. But maybe we'll actually, we, we actually don't have any of that infrastructure built to do any kind of remote conversation because we didn't want to. We specifically were like, nah, we don't want to do that. So, all right, let's see. Butters Oregano says, Ian, I'm glad you're feeling better. Digital piracy is theft, and your denial of this leaves me speechless. Like Michael Knowles recently released book Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. Someone told me that them calling it piracy enables the FBI to go after people with, like, piracy laws, Mm. old old piracy laws. Like Mark and Reprisal? Yeah, like like hardcore pirate. Mm. So I I didn't follow up on that, but if that's the case, that's that's terrifying. Because... Real pirates go around and steal loot and kill people. So that's not what copying information is. Mm. All right. Let's see. Heathen says, Tim, I'm off topic, but when are you going to start harvesting the deer eating your apples? They are delicious. I don't know if we're allowed to kill the deer. Mm. I don't know. There's rules. Mm. Someone told me that if they're on your property and they're coming right for you, you can. Self-defense? I was told turkeys are fair game, but deer might be different. So Mm. there's a couple babies. There's four that come here all the time. There's one I think might be a younger dude. I'm not sure. But there's a mom with her two babies. And they come in and they mill about. But they don't like... We, we got the mineral blocks. They don't want them. Huh. Deer walked right up, sniffed it, sniffed it again, walked away. And I was like, but it's, it's apple-scented. Mineral <laughs> block. What's going on? I guess they didn't want it. Yeah. Spoiled deer. Yep. I wonder where they're going, getting good stuff. Scott James Pilkington says, Jaffa, Cree, Timcast crew, and greetings from New Zealand. I just want to say thanks for all the awesome work you guys are doing. And there's a survival, survival book lot on Humble Bundle at the moment that looks to be good value. Peace. Cool, and uh, for those that aren't familiar, Jaffa, Cree is a Stargate reference. It was funny when I was doing all the Star Trek references. There was like all the Star Trek stuff. And then someone was like, Tim, watch Stargate. And I was like, okay. And now it's all Stargate references. Hey, shout out to HumbleBundle.com. I've been using it for about seven years every month. You know, you can spend like 10 bucks a month or 12 bucks a month and get like 12 free video games or spend a dollar on a packaging at five games. It's amazing. That's awesome. Old man new to trading says, hey, Tim, Bannon is right in regards to schools. I just got an email regarding vaccines and masks, Charles County, Maryland. Yeah, all these schools are going to be like uh, are going to be sending out these messages to parents who are going to be like, "I need my kids in school." Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna be like, "No," nah, and they're gonna uh, lose it. I, I hope you're right. Me too. Well, I don't know. Possibly they, they didn't yeah. lose it last summer. Is, is the issue here? Yeah, it's been me. longer. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought by last summer when schools wouldn't open, parents would like you know lose it, but they didn't. Mm. All right. So I see a couple people saying uh, saying this. Blave Kaiser says, someone in Albania leaked Pfizer's contract, and it's crazy. I will have to look into that. Ooh. William Carlos says, Tim, you should reprint some old articles from the 90s and 2000s so the new generations can see who these career politicians really are. Also, please check out the pitch from, uh, and I, won't, I won't read your email, but we'll look into it. Yeah, no. Yep. <laughs> yeah, don't do yeah, that. yeah, well, just pulling up old Joe Biden videos is uh, is effective. 
Danny Douglas says U.S. Navy just restarted the full mask mandates. I almost put my fist through a wall, got basically forced into the vaccine to be able to work without the mask. Can't get out until I finish my contract in 2024. Yeah. They they told everybody, you know, they were like, oh, it's it's, it's what you got to do. DeSantis said, get the vaccine. We're back open. And then he opened up. Mm -hmm. He kept Mm -hmm. his promise. He did. Yeah. All right. Lipool of Death Gaming says, as a cancer survivor, I cannot get the vaccine as the PEG component uh as, as the PEG component, I've had it before, and it resulted in hospitalization for a month wow. and pancreatitis. There That's you go. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully they're going to have legitimate medical exemptions that are a little bit more broad. I guess not perfect, but... Talk you know. to your doctor. All right, let's see. A, uh, what is this? Um, you know what? I don't know what that is. That med- Someone's mentioning an, il- an ailment their, their family has. I can't... I don't know what that is, so I'm going to avoid it because... I don't know what to say. Ooh. I can't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Paranormal Underground says Eric Finman recently agreed on Twitter to debate the Huntsman, a senior fellow at Security Studies Group and China supply chain expert on the Freedom Phone. Get Huntsman on, please. Interesting. Yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll take a look. So Jason D says ibuprofen is acetaminophen. Also, there was a festival for asbestos back in the day where they a they they they, they a wicker man out of asbestos to show off. They made wow. one. Wow. Lit it on fire and it didn't wow. burn, nice. probably. <laughs> is <laughs> ibuprofen acetaminophen? I'm looking that up. I do not believe that is Yeah, true. I don't think that's true. I think yeah. ibuprofen is ibuprofen. I worked and acetaminophen is acetaminophen because acetaminophen has a, has, is, operates under a brand name, and there's a different brand name for ibuprofen. Mm. They're not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they are not the same. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I will not say those, those uh, brand names. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. Oh, man. Yeah. Maybe we should save this one for the... Yeah, that's a little too spicy. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Sir Mister says on Twitter, a journalist named Flora Gill said someone needs to create... Adult content. For children. Oh, yeah, I saw that. What? Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Wait, can you repeat that? I was reading no, the ingredients for I don't, I don't know if we can repeat that. <laughs> okay. And then she deleted it and was like, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's she was like, like hear me out. It's getting to it. Yeah, hear I'm not me gonna, out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yeah. I will not be hearing mm-hmm. you out, lady. What the Dude. heck? Crazy conversation, man. Dude, yeah. Here we go. Ginger Brown says, Novavax still to come in fall winter and could provide a solution for a lot of people who remain unvaccinated. No mRNA components, no DNA components, no spike proteins, 90 for, 90% efficacy and mild side effects so far. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think Johnson & Johnson is not mRNA, right? Right. right. This is the crazy thing mm-hmm. when people say like, uh, um, you know, they don't want to get the mRNA vaccine. I'm like, Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. And it's, it's still available, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Ultimately, I'm just like, I don't want to be either convincing or like unconvincing right. you know what i mean yeah because you're not a doctor talk yeah. to a doctor i don't want people to be like i didn't get it it's your fault like uh, don't don't come to me for advice don't be suing you know I mean? me like that's why i say about you know when joe gave advice i was like mm, joe's allowed to have his opinion for sure but you know don't tell people to go to fauci either mm. all right let's see turk longwell says i'd like to nominate tim to do aoc in a freedom tunes <laughs> episode about aoc's big lie in an aoc voice where is she? Where is she? Yeah, because, like, you know AOC's story about the cop coming to the door? Mm-hmm. And she's like, and there's this bang on the door. And then I hear, where is she? Where? I'm like, nobody said that. <laughs> Come on, that's insane. <laughs> but you know what's really bothering me about the story? Like, conservatives, you know what, man? They, they're... I know. AOC's story makes no sense for one reason. She claimed it happened a full hour before the building was breached. Mm-hmm. 
Why would she assume people would come to her door a full hour before it even happened? And even when the rioting started 15 minutes after AOC's story occurred, the people in Congress, like Ted Cruz and, and Pelosi, had no idea and were totally calm and were not warned and nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. But what I hear from conservatives, she wasn't even in the Capitol building. She never said she was. She said she thought they were, you know, made it to her door because there's uh-huh. tunnels between the buildings. How about this? She claimed the story happened around 1 p.m. The, the fighting in front of the Capitol didn't start till 1.15. And the breaching of the Capitol didn't happen until 2.11. Mm-hmm. She's psychic? Why didn't she warn anybody? Nobody thought it was going to happen. The story was fake. Lies. Yep. All right. Let's see what we got here. Marcus Carter says, our nation was designed so that we governed ourselves, but we've handed these roles to the most corrupt among us. We can reclaim our democracy simply by the, uh, simply by those willing and able running for office and the rest of us supporting them while rejecting the leaders of the past. That's why they don't like Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert because they, they push back. They really love using like the racist and like alt-right and it's just like, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Yep. It's just like the stupidest thing. When they called Candace Owen, Owen, Owens a white supremacist, I'm like, <laughs> but she's black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> People it. are nuts. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't even, I don't even care. BlackRock Beacon says, Dune, once men turned their thinking over to machines in hope that this would set them free, but that only permitted other men with machines to enslave them. Thou shalt not make a machine the likeness of a human mind. Ooh. Yes. Great line. Have you guys uh, watched Picard? Mm-mm. No. On Paramount? No, Spoilers. Picard. Basically, there's like a, a lot of artificial life being created. Mm. And then there's a concern that they'll wipe out because they believe they're superior. And then they'll wipe right. out organic life and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a common mm. concern, right? Yeah. Yeah. Timmy Silverado says, Tim, Zuby is traveling in the U.S. Are you going to have him on your show? Oh, well, Zuby tweeted yes. Uh, dude, Zuby's a genius, man. No, I'm not even kidding. I see, I see a bunch of tweets from him. There's, uh, there's, there's a reason why his tweets go viral so often. Yeah. There, there's, 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 a few, there's a few things I noticed about several people on the internet, and it's like something can happen. Something can happen, and you'll see within the tribal hive, they have this perspective on it that's very mm-hmm. surface level. And then I'll see something from Zuby where it's like he cracked the core and like pulls out this interesting point that no one considered. You know, he had that viral thread where it's like things I learned during, you know, COVID about, you know, uh, you know, about people. And it was like it got 40,000 or like I don't know, tens of thousands mm-hmm. of retweets. I'm like, man, we got to have that guy on the show. Zuby. Smart dude. <laughs> Indeed he is. Yeah, no joke. It's like there's always something he's putting out. I, I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, hmm, the Zuby rapper guy's like getting really big. How's and then you follow his Twitter and you're like, oh, oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I think I follow him on Instagram, too. All right, let's see. Oh, Moosey Moose says, I got an email from Friends of DeSantis, a DeSantis fundraiser, talking about COVID and gain of Fauci research. Hilarious pun and continuation of DeSantis's Don't Fauci mm-hmm. My Florida shirt. Didn't, didn't DeSantis say we shouldn't have to live under Fauciism? Yep. He said it, I think, yesterday, right? Or today? <laughs> I love yeah. that. Fauchism. Love it. Dude, DeSantis is great. I don't know. He's not perfect or whatever, but I love, I love, He's you know. Great. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This is why I'm like, I almost think he should run and not Trump because Trump has, there, he has a thing about him that makes the left naturally, the, the, naturally just wince. DeSantis is hard to pin down the same way Trump is. Mm-hmm. Like Trump, they just, of course they'll attack DeSantis. They'll make up lie after lie. Yeah, they'll smear him like crazy, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be as effective with it. Trump, yeah. people know. DeSantis, they're going to be like, who? And the conservatives know DeSantis. And he's saying things like this, which is hilarious. 
Michael Schwobel says, now that lockdowns are coming back, how long until Cuomo puts more people in nursing homes? <laughs> oh, yeah. I can only imagine soon, right? I mean, it worked last time, right? Okay. Let's see what we got here. Cobalt joint replacements. What is this? Come and get it says, after witnessing cobalt joint replacements firsthand, I will wait a few years as I have lost all trust in the FDA and pharma. They want me to trust them, but never admit fault when they are wrong. Interesting. I don't uh, know I'd, about that. Yeah. Fauchism is like authoritarian incorrectness. <laughs> it's when you mandate things and then change them half the time because you think you're right, but you're not. Which is, you know, I guess what authoritarians do. It's a strategy. Mm. Clef the Misfit says, with all due respect, can you please stop wholesale trashing cities? I live in Miami. I am proud of my city. We're pretty laid back and intellectually diverse. Mm. We don't have the issues of leftist cities. Clef, you are 100% correct. I stand corrected. And you also mentioned yeah, Miami's Miami is pretty great. Right. And, you know, Mayor Suarez, he, he really has something going on. Florida itself. Yeah. It's a little different. Doing pretty free, well. Free country. But the weather. I love the weather. It's like. Oh. I'm all about that weather. It's like you go outside and it's so humid. You're swimming. You're just like, whoa. It's like living in sludge. And I was telling Lydia on the way over here. But like, yeah, that might be true. But it also gets really hot here. In Florida, yes. everybody has a pool. You have a pool. Your friends have a pool. Everybody has a pool. And you're just like, whose pool should we go to to get away from this weather? But you get two months out of the year to go outside. Like January no, and February. No, it, it gets chilly some places, January, February. I don't know. I was wearing sweatshirts in January, February in Florida. Dri- driving on the Keys is really fun because, like, you're, you're, it's, it's, they're Keys. It's not like oh, the beautiful. road is built over water. It's, it's real fun. When, when we lived in Miami, we had, I think it was an egret. It, like, uh, I guess it got attacked or whatever and its beak was broken and it landed oh. and it was stuck in our pool. And so we went out mm. and we had to, like, gently Damn. get him out of the pool, but then he couldn't go anywhere and he was, like, too injured. So we called a bird sanctuary. We are like, what do we do? We got this bird. It's chilling. It's injured, but we think it's alive. And he was like, well, if the injury is like too much, it doesn't matter if it's healthy now, it will die. And so we were like, well, we don't want to kill it. Yeah. Like, you know, and he was like, well, you shouldn't. You should bring it to us. And so we drove down to the Keys where there was like a bird sanctuary or something. And then we were like, dropped it off. Wow. But I guess they killed it. <laughs> Gosh darn <laughs> it. So close. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, you know, these things happen, but at least they tried. Yeah. You know, that was cool. We called them and they were like, we'll see what we can do. We'll try to save the bird. It was big. It's a, you mm-hmm. know, they're big birds. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was walking around and running and we These just like, are cool. mm-hmm. I'm sad. Yep. You can tell me that part of the story. Andrew Gilling says, on leave, flying from Okinawa to STL and the flight was oversold. They asked if I would take a different flight. I said, to Hawaii? They agreed. Called guys <laughs> I deployed with, and we spent the night in a, a, at a luau. You see, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the, I've, I've been on flights where they're like, 100 bucks. You know, at first they're like, who will volunteer? No one does. 100 bucks to a volunteer. No one does. 200, 400, 800, 1,200. No one did. And then finally they said, if no one accepts the voucher, we will force someone off the plane and you will lose your seat and it could be you. Mm-hmm. And still, no one wow. would do it. You got to give out trips to Hawaii. I guess. Oh. But <laughs> I guess everybody had to be somewhere. Yeah. I was working and I'm like, I'm here on business. Like, I, I, I'm not getting, I can't, I, I can't accept yeah. that. But think about how desperate they got. You could have been like, give me a first class to Hawaii and I'll take it. They would have been like, done. But it also makes no sense because wouldn't it just be the person that's not sitting down that would lose the seat? Like... Why do they need somebody so badly to, like, switch with that person? Well, because they have 100 seats, but they sold 110. Right. But the 10 that aren't sitting are the ones who are, you know, here. here's they, your They assign the same seats to people. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me once where I boarded the plane and I went and sat down and then someone came up and had the same seat as me. Oh, right. But that like, guy's beat. It's like, what are you going to do? You won. I got yeah. in first. <laughs> yeah. You got there first. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always... I mean, this is, this is a terrible business strategy, obviously. But right. <laughs> I think Southwest does that, right? Mm-hmm. 
they tell you just to board and then you just go in and sit down. Yeah. yeah there was, there was this, this great video. I think it's by CGP Gray where he talks about how our boarding process makes no sense and it's it's a waste of a ton of it's a massive waste of time. Yeah. I've seen that. He was saying like even if we boarded at random, just saying go on in if you got a ticket, it would be faster than the way we do it now. Right. But the issue is people mm-hmm. don't want to board separately. They want to board with the people they're sitting next to, which makes the whole process cluttered. Also, you get the people, they want to board the front of the plane first, like section one is the front, then two and three. Mm. Totally backwards because Hi, then everyone's yeah. stuck in the front. People have to wade through yeah. the crowd. You got to bat, you want to board the back of the plane first, section one, then a little one no. forward, then three, and then the front of the plane last. No, mm. I think he said you want to do window seats, middle seats, aisle seats. Mm. Yeah, that makes Definitely. sense. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. That's the fastest way to do it. Yeah. Um, because what happens is if you do the back of the plane, then you'll still have people trying to put their bags up. Yeah. And then other people waiting because they got to put their bags in the same bins. Yeah. If you do aisle seats, they all go in and then go whoop and then all and then middle rows, they all go in at the same time and then boom right on. So if you do it by yeah. But the problem with that is that they'll they'll run out of overhead space and then nobody will want to sit in the whatever the That's, last one is. So you know? whenever I would uh travel for work when working for uh Vice, it was mm-hmm. almost always first class, not because they'd pay for it, but because you get upgraded, mm-hmm. but it had to be. Because if I'm carrying a $30,000 camera with Hell me, yeah. it yeah. has to go in the overhead. It can't be checked. It'll be destroyed. It can't go in a closet. And so it's like I had to be up there standing in the front of the line ready to go in. Right. Otherwise, you don't get on the plane. Yeah. You can't put the cameras in the – you can't check back cameras. They break them. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Horse Dude says, people who are going to be evicted because they didn't pay rent should have used the unemployment, the bonus, the COVID relief money. People knew they didn't need to pay a dime from the eviction uh, member uh, – moratoriums yeah. put in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who mm-hmm. don't have, you know, they're, maybe, they're, maybe their unemployment benefits weren't covering the full cost of their rent. Imagine you made six figures and then your, your business shuts down because of the lockdowns. And then all you get is this unemployment check, which is supplemental. So you're still getting a decent amount. Yeah. But you can't pay your rent. A couple grand per month and you're like, yikes, man. I mm-hmm. need a job. Or imagine you were making even more than that. They cap unemployment at a certain level. So the supplemental plus your cap could still not be enough for a lot of people. That's why I was saying when they were doing the stimulus, they were like, we're going to cut people off who make more than, you know, X amount of dollars per year. And I was like, that's wrong. Right. That's like, I don't like the idea of just giving rich people free money, but I also recognize if somebody was making 120K in New York, they're not considered middle-class median because New York's cost of living is so high. Mm -hmm. And they probably had a moderately expensive, you know, rent that these stimulus checks go no, will do nothing to help them cover their costs. Yeah. It also makes no sense because they used the figures bef- the year before the pandemic. Right. <laughs> so, like, people who, right. like, were living the same life, maybe even better, saving money, staying home, got checks, while people who, you know, had made money at, at a different time did not get the checks. And it's just, yeah, it made yeah. no sense. They should have given it to people who needed it, but, you know, we can't do that. Nah, that's not, that's not that doesn't make sense. All right, let's see. Woodworker Anon says, wait, so Pelosi is in charge of the police at the Capitol? So would she have been in charge of security on the, but there was no backup that day? Did she know it was coming? Not like she had anything to gain. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, Cash Patel said he offered, they offered, what did they offer? National Guard. Mm. And they turned it down a few days mm-hmm. before. And there's that video of the guy going to the cops saying, why aren't you doing anything about this? Like, mm-hmm. where are the police? So, not that she's in charge of it, but because she's a Speaker of the House, what's being insinuated is she went to the police and said, this are the rules. The mm-hmm. House is saying you have to wear masks. And the cops were like, okay, we'll arrest anybody who doesn't, but not on the Senate side. Because that <laughs> means the Senate side didn't make that request. Mm. Nicholas, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Gay says, I appreciate a lot of what you do, Tim and Gang. 
Having folks on like Bannon, Schnatter, Poso, who are vilified by the media, you're able to show how brilliant these individuals are, leaves me speechless like Michael Knowles' book. Oh, hey. clever. Oh, yeah, but you got to realize, like, we're, we're, uh, we're getting, we get smeared by the press. It's hilarious. And, like, there's, like, some hit pieces coming. I just ignore it. I don't care. Um, next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're confirmed on all this, right? We are. It's going to be great. Oh. Charlie Kirk and Vosh. Good. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, there's like this thing happening on Twitter where they're like, Charlie Kirk, you should go debate this like socialist guy. Put your money where your mouth is. And I'm like, but he already, he already agreed to do it. We're going to do a show here with Charlie and Vosh. Like, Let's go. And, and Vosh is a socialist and we're going to have that conversation. It'll be a fun time. So I don't think Charlie's scared. He immediately agreed. He's like, well, yeah. he, like it's, it's not so easy to say he immediately agreed in the sense that there's still like business logistics. But right. when he was here, I was like, Hey man, would you want to come on when we have Vosh on? And he was like, yeah. Like, that'd be great. Was like, yes. let's let's see if we can figure it out. And then we found a date, and then we communicated with both, and they were both really excited and very professional about it. And I imagine it's going to be... Spicy. Good spicy. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe we'll get... Uh, uh, no, I think it'll be fine. That'll be good, I, I yeah. think I think a lot of people make assumptions that it's going to be like WWE. And we've had, we've had a few different leftist personalities here. Not as many as like right, because it's harder to do. But I think we've had maybe like three or four. Yeah. And it's always fairly normal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not crazy. Destiny was great. He's a smart guy. You know? He is that. Yeah. In high school, we had the most eclectic group of friends. Like, super liberal, crazy, super conservative, cra- crazy. Like, we all got along so well. Because we yeah. just liked the same yeah. stuff. We liked magic cards and video games and right. pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to that. Finding the same Let's things funny. That's got to be, yeah. like, top priority. Yeah, exactly. You know? I completely agree. Making the same jokes yeah. and memes. Mm-hmm. Come on. Let's go back. Oof. All right. Let's see. Okay. We read that one. Where are we at? What was I just reading? I don't know. Where were we? Uh, yes. Rocky says, try offering an ultra woke celebrity five grand to their favorite leftist cause if they will put on a MAGA hat. Mm. Then watch the virtue signal dissonance. Ooh. It's tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Michael Irwin says, hey, guys, would, lo- would love to see y'all do the D&D show. Look up Harmon Quest. It's a funny show ran by Dan Harmon and features a different person each show. Oh, fun. That sounds cool. Uh, Rick and Morty's funny. Yeah. Yeah. John Marafa says NPR equals uh, uh, dash national propaganda radio. Ah. That's right. I can see it. Yep. Joe Harris says, look at the FedEx logo between the E and the X at the arrow. Now you will see it each time. The Mm. curse of the arrow. You're welcome. (laughs) That was was the plan. That's why they did it. That's not that bad. It's okay. I like it. All right. We'll do, uh, we'll get a couple more in here. Let's see what we got here. Uh-oh. Etheril says they just put Dave Rubin in Twitter jail. Mm. They did, Oof. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about something. The Brandy Love story. You know the Brandy Love story? Uh, I'm not sure. She went to T- Turning Point USA and they, they kicked her out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm seeing a lot of people say that, like, uh, you know, oh, it's the conservatives are losing an ally. And, you know, I- I'm seeing a lot of people mention that they're, like, on Brandy's side of this when they should- shouldn't have been kicked out. And I'm like, I guess it doesn't matter what your profession is if you're attending an event. Right. But I, uh, I suppose what they're saying is that she was posting and, like, mm-hmm. promoting and stuff and that she wasn't clarifying she was just an attendee. But regardless, it was an event for minors. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about this and I was, like, I was talking to a friend of mine who was, you know, talking about it was wrong, conservatives should be criticized for this. And I was, like, Dave Rubin banned porn on Locals. Yeah. That's, like, actually kind of crazy to me because Locals is supposed to be your own community with your own rules mm-hmm. where – you own it, you control it, and you can't mm. get shut down. But he overtly bans porn. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. You know, it's bad for the brand, I suppose. Yeah. 
But if Locals is supposed to be like a semi-decentralized node system where you control your own page, yeah, that's not even like hate speech or anything. That's just like well, adult content. Yeah, but it's just so easy to get, you know, into an issue with it. Right. It could be somebody underage. It could be somebody who didn't exactly. consent. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's just too many, like... But couldn't he just say that if we suspected of being a violation of the law, we'll remove it, but we allow all other forms of adult entertainment? I don't think so. I mean, like, there was uh, the story where, you know, Backpage right. got, was disappeared because they, you know, had weren't policing the ads on it. Well, quite, sure, but, you know. but Dave could say we will police adult content if we believe it breaks the law, which we will err on the side of and right. still allow it. Yeah. It's a brand. Re- it's, it's branding yeah. to not allow it. Because you could say, like, oh, we, we don't ban hate speech. We allow people to come in and say whatever they want. What if in the event someone actually calls for violence and instructs people? Yeah. You'd have to police that. You'd mm-hmm. have to remove it. That's a violation of their rules. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not saying he's right or wrong to have done it. I'm just saying it's interesting that, you know, turning the, a lot of libertarian-type individuals were critical of Turning Point USA over this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of websites that ban this, including locals. Yeah. You know? It's a big debate. We had it at Minds a lot. Like, whether or not the original idea, Bill, was like, yeah, we should have anything that's legal. It should be on the site. You just need to granularly be able to, to navigate without getting bombarded by porn yeah. or, or violence or whatever or racism. Yeah. But it's just hard to tell what's legal, you know? Exactly. Especially yeah. with porn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Let's do this one more. Uh what is this? The TDY says, could mandating vaccines benefit small businesses not run by big corporations mandating vaccine? I could see this taking business mm-hmm. from a Starbucks and move it to a local coffee business would be funny. Mm-hmm. Interesting. If the local business, if the smaller business says that it's, you know, easy, freer and open and the mm-hmm. big chains say no, then that might actually, you know, happen. But yeah. uh, we'll see. How about this? We're going to go over to TimCast.com to the members only segment, which would be up around 11 and talk about the Forbidden Wall Street Journal article that uh, YouTube would not permit, but we're going to talk about it. It's very important, among other things. So go to TimCast.com, become a member. Don't forget, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and you can follow the show at TimCastIRL on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me personally at TimCast. The show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Leave us a good review on the on iTunes or Spotify if you're listening. And Carol, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, no. Thank you so much for having me. This was really great. Your Twitter account, maybe? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, at Carol, K-A-R-O-L. Wow, you you've, you've been on since the beginning. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. I think so. No, I mean, OG. not you know. Two thousand seven. Uh, no, no. I, I actually wasn't that wasn't that that early an adopter. I somehow snagged it. Wow, wow. good yeah. for you. It's impressive. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at iancrossland.net and at iancrossland. And I want to shout out Dr. Ace Thayer from uh, SoCal Chiropractic, a YouTube channel that I absolutely love. He's got magic hands. He fixes people's spines on the daily. And uh, go subscribe to his channel and check that out if you like watching people get their, their bodies fixed. Interesting. You guys are more than welcome to follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids. I am about to adopt a cat tomorrow, <gasps> and I will be posting all sorts of adventures. He's an ornery little stinker, so it's going to be fun. His name is Dip. I am buying that Dip, and I am stoked. So, wow. And I, my goal is to uh, have more followers than Sour Patch Kids, so by all means, help me with that. Thanks, nice. guys. We will see you all at TimCast.com in the members-only podcast segment. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you there. Bye, guys.